What is up, everybody? I am Daniel. I am Josiah. And today we're wasting our talent with... Josh Vaughn's being the Crooked Roots, part two, right? Part two. It's been, it's been almost a full year. Yeah. Yep. So yep. you're back. And there's more people here than there was yeah. the first time. <laughs> a lot yeah. more people. New yeah. people. They're like, like bacteria. The they time. multiply. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've heard that about your band. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Clorox wipes are always a must. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, give us an update. What's been going on? <sighs> a lot of things have changed. Um, now we have uh, another member that wasn't in the band when we recorded the first time, and that would be Mr. Warren Keller. To, to my right, who's shaking his head. Howdy. Yeah, they can't Howdy. see you shake your head on the podcast. <laughs> hey. Stop video. I got, a, um, I got a face for radio. That, that's <laughs> right. Same, same. That's why we did this and not video podcast. Exactly. We have since released an album, an EP, I should say, because people get offended when you say album. They're like, there's only five songs on it. It's like, well, that's an EP, whatever. But uh, we didn't record it in my basement, and I didn't record it myself. Although it was recorded in a basement, it wasn't me that did it, and yeah. it wasn't in West Virginia. We went all the way to Buffalo, New York, to record that thing, and... Uh, Got it done in three days. That's impressive. It is. And uh, everybody was a, you know, hardworking champ when we were in the studio. Got in there and got the stuff we needed to get and got out. We we ended up doing a lot more in the first day than we ever thought we would have and uh, actually allowed Bob and Brian to drive back to West Virginia the first day. So we got a lot done. Not a far drive either. What was it, five, five and a half, six hours, something like that? Surprisingly short. You can be in Canada in like six hours. No big deal. Yeah. Definitely like, a change of scenery. It's like I'm impressed because we, we released our single back in May, and it, yeah. we started recording it in 2017. So. <laughs> well, that One just, song. That just means you guys care more than we do. <laughs> <laughs> we actually broke up for nine months and then yeah. came back. But, yeah, so... So yeah, um, five song EP. Yep, five song album, EP. EP, whatever. Everybody yeah. gets so offended by they re- it. They honestly, really do. Like I have to stress that so much because some people are like, "This isn't an album." But one, what local band really has the money to record ten or twelve songs? Yeah. You know, you don't ever see that. And well, honestly. It's like, you know, I said we got it done in three days and those five songs. So mm-hmm. realistically, if we did like a 10 song, you would hope to get it done in a week, you yeah, know. That's true. But still, money goes into that. It's obviously mm-hmm. going to be more than what we paid for our five. But, uh, you know, it was it was a, a brand new experience for me because I'd never been in a studio in that capacity. Um, I know, you know, Warren's been in the studio before. Bob, you've been in the studio recording stuff before. Yeah, I was. Uh, no, I was, I'm right there with Josh. I never... Never, never been, been in a studio, studio before? No, never. Yeah. For those that can't see, that's Brian. Hey. Brian. Yeah, actually, let's go around the room real quick. Everybody, like, introduce yourselves. I'm Josiah. <laughs> he, he plays the tambourine for yeah. us. <laughs> who are you people? Yeah. Just so everybody knows, um, you know, who we're... Yeah, this voice talking today. is Josh, if you hadn't yeah, been able to Everybody knows who you are, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> so. And I'm Warren Keller. And you play? I'm saxophonist, Sex flutist, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm Brian Cross. I, I attempt to play bass. I almost didn't recognize you because your hair. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I decided I was just going to just grow until I got tired of it. It's though. a transformation. That's, yeah, because I think I think last time we were here, I think it was. You I, still had like the the buzz cut. Well, I, I had like one month to go before I retired yep. out of the service, yeah. and now I'm out. I've been out for like a year, and I haven't cut my hair. Well, since. and I had long hair, and it was braided the yeah. last time I was here too. It's, it's yep. a magnificent. I got my golden tickets. It's so, funny uh, <laughs> looking at pictures of like when he first joined the band because his hair is so short, and it's like just you, you, you see the change every year. You know, <laughs> he's. Metamorphosizing. <laughs> so. I'm Bob. I'm the drummer. 
I so, hang out with musicians. <laughs> I'm just a drummer. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't know nothing. We just play with just these guys. Play. <laughs> so subtle. I'm Bob the drummer. <laughs> Bob the drummer. I don't play with musicians. I just play I, with them I in beat the shower. Stuff, I'm you know? so, a percussionist. That's your percussionist. next T-shirt idea, Bob the drummer. Bob the drummer. Bob the drummer. <laughs> it's his face instead of your face. It's actually, we're going to just put in big text, Bob's got tax problems, right? Oh, that no. <laughs> Not any longer. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then that's another thing we got going. We just we just started doing our T-shirts, mm-hmm. and uh, we had T-shirts at one uh, at one point in time. Of course, that's been probably two or three years ago, and it happened that our bass player at the time had his own screen or uh, uh, press T-shirt press. So I mean, they were a little bit different, obviously, than what they look like now. But uh, my goodness, I never thought, and I said it today on Facebook, I, I didn't realize how many people were interested in, in buying our T-shirts. I mean, we had like forty people pre-order and stuff. I had like three hundred dollars just in T-shirt purchases, mm-hmm. not you know, not accounting all the labor and stuff that I had to pay for to get them done. But, you know, it's it's crazy because I went from playing music with these guys every weekend and then we go out and record the album. And it's it's like Warren had said, you know, I, I've been working around the clock and I haven't like left this laptop Chromebook. And I guess it's a laptop, but, um, <laughs> you know, I haven't left it other than, you know, having to upload stuff on CD Baby to get the music out there and having to do the T-shirt pre-orders. It's like I've been living on a computer. I've, I've changed shitty diapers and I type on this yeah. Chromebook all day. You know, that's that's the life it's been lately. So it's it's been a completely different experience for me. Just don't confuse I, the two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told Josh if the music thing didn't work out but with the beard and all, he could move to the garment district in New <laughs> York. I didn't go into the into the shirt business. He's selling shirts all over the place. Yeah. It's nice, you know, and we, we've gotten pre-orders in like New York and stuff that we got to ship oh, nice. out, which is really nice. And, you know, the guy that recorded us, Joel, he, he you know, did us... Um, a nice favorite, not favorite, but I mean, he wanted a t-shirt, but he ordered a t-shirt and got a couple extra for his family members. And I had a distant cousin in New York order like 18 shirts. So like, I was like, yeah, that total's going to come out to like $300. I won't charge you shipping. I probably will. But, uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's been, it's been a completely different thing from going to just being a band playing all the time to, you know, having a CD out to, uh, an EP out, uh, not a CD. You know, CD's yeah. coming. You know, the, the physical copy's coming, but it, it's a completely different thing than what it was, you know, just four or five months ago. Mm. So it's it's a, it's a lot more work put into it than I ever did before, and especially with these guys. You know, Warren helps me out with a lot of things, and uh, you know, we we stay really busy as, as as we were, you know, a year ago. Except now, there's just a lot more that has to be done to to keep it to keep it going. And you know, it's ridiculous today. Like my my wife is a jewelry maker and designer and you know you spend 90 percent of your creative time in life promoting oh, and yeah. you have to do mm-hmm. it but it's such a drain on what you really want to do right mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah it's nonstop. i mean with anything you know podcasting it's i've actually got a schedule like this day i'm doing this this day i'm doing this this day i'm doing this because if not yeah you just get you, right. you'll go a week without doing anything and you're like right you know, you have to stay on top of it. Yeah. It's, a, it's a pain. I need to make a songwriting <laughs> schedule that might make things a little bit easier. You know, it's like See, the, I can't do that. I've, yeah. I've, it's got to come. Well, I, yeah, I, sometimes uh, it so. does. You know, sometimes it comes. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you spend you know sometimes days and months. Inside. There's a song sometimes idea right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that is a song idea. Um, but yeah, sometimes it, it, you can get a song written. It's, those are the, to me the funnest ones to write. It's just mm. like you sit down and just all comes to yep. you at once, and then sometimes it'll take months to get one written. You know, and 
it's like with the album some of these songs are older songs and a couple of these songs are newer songs but they've all you know just as i said last time when we we're here these songs have progressed and changed and, and done so many different you know they sound differently than what they were when i originally wrote them and we're playing them so it's a it's a different sound and and with the, the band that we have now especially with warren playing saxophone and flute and you know bob being the drummer that he is and and you know brian playing bass um <laughs> it's a it's, it's yeah yeah <laughs> it's a, yeah he was here the first time you know and it, <laughs> he was here the first go around but it's it's uh the band has really grown um from what it was and i mean you know i can't speak and i think i speak for all of us that, that warren does such a fantastic job you know he really i always tell everybody he's the glue that holds us together um you know, <laughs> he's the glue that holds us together. It, it, it all those places where it was empty and there wasn't anything there now has grown into something bigger and, and beautiful. That's how I look at it. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> I was an angry old man looking for people to play with, man. I couldn't find anybody. You know, I really had sort of progressed from rock into into more jazz stuff and. I just couldn't find anybody to play with, you know, couldn't get past the clicks and all of the bullshit. Mm -hmm. And these guys are like a family to me. They're some of my best friends now in the course of just a few months. And I look at it like they took me in. I mean, Josh and I clicked immediately the first time we played together at an open mic night. And so I'm, I'm grateful as well. So you still do the same kind of like audition period where you just throw them in. That's exactly, like, hey, that believe, is exactly, yeah, exactly what he does. And I believe we talked about that the <laughs> last time. Yeah, that is exactly what he does. Before I came here, and you talked about how if you're going to play with this band, you just have to be, you just got to play. You got to get in there because yeah. that's half the, that's half the I, I think show. the words that I, that I chose were you, you got to hit the ground running. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't just, you know, you got to be able to withstand what we're bringing to the table. And if you can't, like I said, this might not be the right thing for you. And, you know, Brian did a great job of that. Like he said, I, I gave him a song list and his audition was at a show. And, you know, Warren's first go around with us was at a show. I mean, he'd done, like I said, like he said, we met at an open mic night and it was one of those things where, as he said, you know, just connected and we could tell that there was a, a really good thing there between us and, you know, it grew into something bigger once we got the whole band together. And it, it's just, music is a, is a wonderful thing in general for so many different reasons, but when you're playing it and you can connect with the people that you're playing it with, it just makes it so much more enjoyable to me at least. Oh, definitely. I think, <clears throat> like, the, the last time, other than Brickside, whenever I saw you a few weeks ago, um... I think the last time I'd seen you was at like Kelly's a long time ago. Yeah. Um, a few years ago. And then I, uh, me and my, my older brother's in from Virginia and we stopped by Brickside and you, I saw you on stage from outside <clears throat> and I was like, yeah, we're definitely going to hang out here for a bit. <laughs> um, and the sound it's, it's so much tighter, so much better. And honestly, it's so much lower. Yeah. You used to play loud. I'm not going to lie. You used to play really loud. <laughs> that was compensating was for like, many things. It's yeah. like, maybe if I turn up louder, they won't hear all the imperfections. Yeah. It's like, that's, it works the other way. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's exactly mm. what you had said to me when we had took a break. You were like, you know, the volume is down a lot. And Warren would probably disagree with that, you know, <laughs> as, as, as he raises his eyebrows and rolls his eyes. Um, I... Uh, we really worked at that, man. And it's it's being comfortable, being able to hear things. Um, and, like, the way we set up on stage is very different than I would say most bands set up on stage. Bob's got his monitor back there beside him, and the only thing that's run to his monitor is my acoustic guitar. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have vocals. He doesn't have my lead in there or anything like that. And then Brian doesn't use a monitor. Mm -hmm. um, no. 
sometimes I will, sometimes I'll, you know, kind of feed off of what I'm, you know, the bleed off from his, but mostly I'm just kind of, you know. We're communicating. Yeah, and Bob and I are kind of glued at the hips, yeah. so. Well, it's you know, ri- rhythm section. You absolutely, know, got, yeah, you know, and that's, yeah. you know. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, Brian tends to just turn his bass amp right in Bob's ear. So everything <laughs> just perfectly. Yeah. But and then Warren has his own monitor, and the only thing he runs through his is his his uh, his saxophone sound. So we're really um, full of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we just well, we mean, just want to hear what we want to hear. That's I mean, it. You know it's mean? the same thing with me on stage. Like if I can't hear my guitar. And like a lot of venues just can't run sound for shit. That's what you know. You guys run your own sound. They run sound great. Let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got nothing to lose here. I've already banned from playing a few places anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like it playing like you have to be able to hear yourself. Like I can't play and not hear myself. Mm-hmm. You know whether or not like you know it's it's just something about it. You have to be able to hear yourself, and you know. So I always have to have either because, like, obviously, I can hear the drums fine. Yeah. But vocals and my guitar—that's all I need. No, it's funny because so. you talked about like venues having terrible sound, and the worst place I ever played that had terrible sound was the Main Street Cafe. Yeah, that was pretty bad. I don't know who was running that place, but yeah. the sound there was awful. Yeah, the sound guy was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, that was Daniel Barr. That was me. <laughs> uh. Yeah, Warren's looking at me like we shouldn't say bad things. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's like no, it's not joke. But, uh, you know, and, and that's another thing. I usually strictly like to tell venues straight up if they say we have our own sound system, like, hey, we do things a bit differently. Yeah. So if it's all right with you, we'll, we'll just run our own sound. And it's more work, you know, I mean, having to set up when a bar's already got their own sound system. But at the same time, it's more comfortable for me knowing what I'm using. Mm-hmm. Um, we played a place one time that had the fancy iPad, you know, equalizer and everything on the iPad. And he's like, I don't know how it works. I'm like, well, I don't either. So I don't know what you want us to do about this. And we ended up, thank God I had our own system with us. And we set up in like 10 minutes and played that show mm-hmm. with our own system. But it's like I said, we just do things, I think, a little bit differently than most most bands Um the most bands do so i mean i like the way that we set up and i think everybody's comfortable with the way we set up so you know if it's not broke don't fix it if it ain't broke don't fix it sorry warren <laughs> he corrected me on that on the way over here today i'm usually correcting his language but, oh yeah but i said you know josh is really if it ain't broke don't <laughs> yeah and uh and listening to this podcast if warren throws anything in there it'll be correcting us on something that we said wrong you know um but yeah um I don't know, man. It's a, it's been a crazy crazy ride from where just a year ago we were mm-hmm. to where we are now. Have you seen like an uptick in people at your shows since the release of the album you, and like you the know, shirts and stuff like that? It's as well as you know, it's very very hard mm. to get a following that's going to be dedicated to coming to see you every weekend. Well, yeah. But we've met <clears throat> some people along the way that uh, our good friends Jamie and Brandy. Um, we met them at Brickside, and they've been coming to shows at the Wazoo lately. Mm-hmm. And it's always nice knowing that, yeah, there's people here to hear us, but they specifically came just to hear just us to hear play. Them. You know, yeah. that's that's always nice to know. And I mentioned them specifically because they have, I mean, they've really, you know, supported us since they've met us. You know, they, they ordered T-shirts from us. They, they bought the album, you know, and that's, that's something that we as musicians, as, as much hard work as we put into everything, it really pays off when somebody's like, you know, I'm really interested in what you're doing and I really enjoy what you guys do. Um, <clears throat> just last night, you know, um, the single off of the album, in quotations, EP, um, <laughs> Ghost of You, I, I kind of was talking about Jamie and Brandy had came out last night to see me play and I'm like, hey, did you have any idea what that song's about? And he's like, well, I'll tell you what it means to me. And, and that... That right there as a songwriter means so much oh, yeah. when somebody just mm-hmm. takes a song and interprets it the way that they want to interpret mm-hmm. it 
and it means that special thing to them. It's just as a songwriter, it just oh, yeah. it touches you in a way that, you know. I can't explain it. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's a wonderful thing. Show us on the doll where it touches you. <laughs> I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna throw something That's like good. that in there, but I figured Brian would be the one to throw that in there. Yeah, it touches me in my heart. Oh, it, it yanks on my heartstrings. Oh uh, yeah. God. All righty. Now we've uh, offended half of the half of your listeners. So. That's all right. That's Most of them really enjoy it. Honestly. <laughs> so Most they won't. Them. They won't listen because of phones. Be if anything. Yeah. Oh, exactly. So. <laughs> they see my name and like, nope, not listening no, this week. That no, guy. No, that so. guy. <laughs> We should just put John Falmsby and they won't know the difference. John Falmsby and the Twisted Vines. The Twisted Vines. I'm sure you've heard that story, oh, yeah. right? And the band has talked about that plenty of yep. times, too. It's funny because Kelsa had told me that, and it's like, my uncle's named John Falmsby for real. Like, I'm like, are you talking, does he have a band that I don't know about? That would about? be hilarious. <laughs> if I was him, I'd make it a point. And then the Twisted so, Vines, yeah. for those that don't know, which is probably everybody that's you know not in this room right now, yeah. um, Roger Harper, who uh, is Gurus of Gaming on the Gurus of Gaming, the host and moderator, as I should stress very heavily um we played at the uh, school that he teaches at and i guess some kid had told him like something about like the twisted vines were really good or something like that you know <laughs> so I, I just I, I get a kick out of that i think that's really funny so what's the next step as a band i mean obviously I've, your shows are obviously you know lined up every weekend for you know, until like 2030. Yeah. Um, but like 2031, actually. 2031? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. so yeah. You did some. Not to toot my horn, but toot toot. You know? Is that a leap year or? Yeah. I think so, actually. We, we book the days that aren't there anyway, though, okay. just to make it look professional. February 29th. Um, I mean, since, yeah. you know, we've really, I, I think that we're doing a lot right now. Um, and and we're, we're growing not only as a band, but, you know, seeing, you know, like you said, upticks in people that are coming to shows, you know, seeing the numbers of purchases that people are buying just from the CDs already that are online. And <clears throat> we don't have the physical copies yet, but those will be coming soon. Um, and uh, I think, honestly, since, you know, it's my name on the band, I think the first step would be to fire everybody. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then start and then, I'm just kidding. But, um, you know, really... I, we've road tested these songs that are on the album for a while, some more than others, obviously. But, you know, it would be getting those songs tight like they were in the studio, playing those songs out and getting those songs out there because I don't want to say we're a cover band. I mean, essentially, we play covers, but as I've stated before, they're not going to sound like necessarily, you know, point by point what the original cover sounds like. So, I, I want to have people know us not only for these great songs that are covers that we play, but know and want to hear the originals mm -hmm. that are on this album um you know and we always want to try to find new places to play you know it's great being able to have these people that want to have you back so constantly but as a band that wants to do something and be successful you need to grow and to get into new markets and stuff like that so i mean that would be you know a starting point for us i think um and you know starting to write stuff new stuff again because we already have an album out there with songs on it, but we want to be able to, you know, introduce new things and see how those work, you know. And as the majority songwriter, you know, especially with this album, it was, here's these songs, guys, write your own part. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to have us all get together and try to write together instead of just, you know, piece by piece by piece. So, I don't know, if anybody else wants to add anything, I know I'm talking a lot, but... Tends to happen. We're all looking at you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I was a very high-level 
songwriter in Nashville for 10 years and, oh. and uh, never quite never <laughs> quite got the big cuts but I can't do that and you know I've explained to Josh it's a completely different mentality for me to go there again mm-hmm. uh, I'm currently doing my own uh, you know contemporary smooth jazz thing which is wonderful because it's instrumental it's music mm. and it's not about words you know and like Josh I mean uh, a lot of my life has been about words, and they beat you up in Nashville. I mean, they, those publishers kill you. Make oh, sure bet. every <clears throat> word says exactly what you mean without mm-hmm. a wasted line or word. It was exhausting, and, and really, it, mentally, it, it kind of drove me to the brink of insanity. Mm-hmm. So I honestly, you know, if you show me a lyric, if you've got a good hook idea, Josh will do it occasionally. I'll, I can tweak it. I can give you suggestions. But I do not ever want to go back to lyrical mm-hmm. songwriting. You know, it was my life. I just, I can't mentally, I can't emotionally, I can't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I just can't do it. That's where Warren gets his correcting of people so much. Is all this being <laughs> yeah, corrected? Yeah, <laughs> no like kidding. <laughs> you know, in my in my day job, I'm kind of a technical writer and 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 a documenter of software and stuff. And I mean, I can say something in five words that will take most people ten minutes to explain. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that was Nashville Songcraft. And there's a lot lot to it you know mm-hmm. i'm grateful for it but again yep. it about drove me nuts i've heard from a lot of people that go down to nashville and try to like do stuff and they just get beat up and they just end up coming back within like a year or two yeah because it's just well, it's, it's a different there's so much talent there i mean as far as instrumentalist <clears throat> players there is so much talent there you know uh, i heard a great story about a, a a major guitarist coming off the road with a major act went to audition for vince gill's band and he got there and he said well where's vince and the guitar tech said oh i'll, I'll be playing vince's parts today so you yeah. know and we know how good a player vince is right so yeah. the, the guitar tech was that and of course the guy didn't get the gig but writing is a different thing you know that's a, that's a gift and mm-hmm. and not a, you can get better but not everybody has that. Yeah. And so it boils down, separates the men from the boys, if you will. And again, I, I, I was a hell of a writer. But uh, but because that that genre is so lyrically driven, story driven and and literal, literal. Right. It's every word has got to count. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's a di- you, you come up with a polished diamond, but it's not like rock and roll lyrics yeah. where it's more off the cuff from yeah. the heart. It kind of paints pictures. And again, like he uh, like Josh mentioned with Jamie, uh, it allows room for interpretation, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, it's much freer. Yeah. And, and just very different. That's why I, whenever I write music, it's all about how I feel like and I don't write lyrics. I don't I don't do it. That's you know, I just I can't for one. But. I, I do the music is supposed to me is supposed to portray that feeling and the lyrics are to me just extra to help explain it you know almost yeah um, that's the way I look at it anyway whenever See, I and with me that would be vice versa <clears throat> right exactly. yeah you know it's, it's different strokes for different folks you right. know I mean some people enjoy the lyrics of music and as mm. it's just like with me when I listen to music I if I don't like somebody's voice I'm not gonna yeah. you know I used to play with my band before do what? So you used to play with my old band before. I used to play with your old yeah, band? Darling Waste. Nobody oh. liked his voice. I did. I mean, I'm not going to go there, but I did play with them. Those were some crazy nights. Oh, gosh, we yeah. played with them a lot when I was in high school in the basement of churches and stuff like that. That was before you had joined the band. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I said, with singing, like there's so many great, you know, popular bands out there. I won't mention anybody's, you know, band name specifically because I feel like, certain people get so offended like oh you don't like that band then i don't like what you're doing you know but these the music i think is so great and then these singers will come on 
and like I said, not to name any names, but it just completely yeah. throws me off, and I don't want to listen to it. And and as a singer and myself too, and as a singer's singer, and, and and I am and was, you know, that's that's everything. Sometimes, and that's the great separator too. You know, you tour the country, you're on vacation, whatever it is, and you hear music coming from a club, or you walk in a club, and you. The band is, you know, often musically capable, but mm-hmm. nobody can freaking sing. Yeah. I'm talking like nobody can sing at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I know what Josh is. It's like a. I always talk about having two buttons, having like the gag reflex and having the <laughs> and having the goosebump reflex because mm-hmm. it's that visceral, you oh, know, yeah. when you're a musician and a singer. And some people will give you goosebumps, and other people will literally want to make you wretch. Yeah, it's something about their timbre, about their vibrato, and their vibrato and, especially. Yeah, <laughs> and we know and we know who we're talking yeah, about, we but we're not, not, not going to mention. But uh, but yeah, that's it's amazing. But um, a, there's a lot of good music out there now. Some stuff is so good, you know, like some of the great singer-songwriters, be it Neil Young or, or Bob Dylan or, you know, you know, voices that wouldn't have stood on their own as a backup, say, a background singer, or, mm-hmm. but works so well together that yeah. the song is so great and the lyric is so great that it's just part and parcel of the whole thing and you accept it. Uh, but yeah, voice can, can absolutely change oh, the whole uh, yeah. equation. Mm-hmm. I mean, whenever we, I mean, you know, we, we went through a vocalist switch and that in itself really changed our changed the whole band the style yeah it went from like like almost like an alternative pop punk to alternative rock like it completely changed just because the two different singers style of singer you know like our new singers got a better range you know as the old guy was more like a green day style you know punk singer so so well and it's like Mm -hmm. i don't think i'm a terrible singer you know, he's, not, a, he's a great singer. Well, I appreciate it. He is. He's a as great I, singer. As, about I five blush, time. As, <laughs> I, as I blush under this beard over here. But, yeah. you know, to, to uh, bring the studio aspect back up, it's like I'd never been like in a studio and had to be so serious and try to get everything on. It's like I'd recorded the acoustic stuff in the day. and I'm like, yep, that'll work, you know, and it, it wasn't where it needed to be. Mm-hmm. And especially with Warren, Warren is very OCD. And and perfectionist. A perfectionist. Oh, yeah. yeah, I was gonna let you say that. That was in my head. Perfectionistic. Yeah. And yeah. and you know, you want you know, we have vocal tuning today and some good mm. good stuff like Melodyne, but you know, you mm. want to nail as good a performance oh, yeah. as you can. And as many takes as you can too. Like I mean you you can never have too many. And that's especially what I was, with vocals. Yeah. Like that's what yeah. I was going with was, you know, being in the studio, I'm like, that'll work and Warren's like, Well, we need to fix this, we need yeah. to fix that and that drove me to try to be better and try to improve which was like i said it was a completely different thing that i i hadn't experienced before and you know i'm happy 100% with what we accomplished there with the songs that we got done um joel did a fantastic job you know recording mixing the album um making everything sound good i mean we went up there and he had asked me what what kind of drum set is your drummer bringing and what what, what did you what did you bring to record with I brought my star classic. And what what are they made? What are they made out of? Birch. 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 And he was like, "What's his drum made out of?" I'm like, "Birch." He's like, "I'd never worked with that before." (laughs) So I was like, you know, I was like, "Oh, I wonder what this is gonna sound like." Mm -hmm. And Bob went in there, and we started by doing rough takes of guitar and bass. Mm -hmm. That way, Bob had something to play with, and he had the drum sounding fantastic right off of just not messing with anything, just Mm -hmm. the plain recording of the drums, and it's like. You know, this is really going to be something good. And I, I really, and I, I, I'm not going to speak for everybody else, although I think that I can. I'm really very happy with what we came out mm-hmm. with. And I, I think that, you know, we accomplished what we wanted to accomplish with the four or five songs that we did. So, yeah. And just real quick, uh, for the record, it's Joel Prue, and that's P W S 
studios um, outside of Buffalo. Outside of Buffalo. Yeah. Tonawanda. Tonawanda. <laughs> yeah, yeah although it is Prue, the, the, the UL and the, uh, the L and the X are silent, right? <laughs> French Canadian, the P-R-O-U-L-X. Yeah, I, it's I spent the longest time not wanting to say his last name out loud because I was like, Prulex. You know? <laughs> and Warren one day is like, yeah, it's Prue. I'm like, oh, that, that makes sense. That little <laughs> alien guy from Superman, Mr. Mixablitz or oh, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> Prulex. Yeah. 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 So it sounds like that Warren's addition to the band is not only his musical talent, but he's brought a level of professionalism. Oh, absolutely. And that was not there perfectionism before. Perfectionism. <laughs> Thanks, <and> Daniel. Just, <laughs> well, it's just, it, like you said, when you went to the studio, and you're like, okay, yeah, that's fine. And then Warren's like, no, we're going to do that better. And, yeah, these guys are all pro, pros, and they're, they're all terrific. Not just pros, I, all pros. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I have a producer's ear. I listen hard, and I listen deep, and I want things to be right. And except, except when it's called for not to be right, because rock and roll's yeah. got a lot of imperfect stuff mm-hmm. that makes it great. And that can take your recording to the next level when your live shows have now started to evolve oh, as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you would know if you would come see us, Josiah. But, uh. Uh, there's, there's I watch like you a, on Facebook uh, every uh, night. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, there, there's an aspect of recording, too, like, you know, doing things and, and trying different things that you might not have tried before just, just to see how it sounds. That's a nice thing. And a lot of times, like with our stuff, it'll change in the studio and then yep. we play it that way live now. You yeah. know, it's, yep. it's great. Well, yeah. and that's another thing, you know, I was never used to having somebody <clears throat> tweak and try this, don't try this, do this differently until Warren had joined the band. And at first, I don't want to say standoffish because it wasn't like, fuck you, Warren, we're not doing that. <laughs> but it was like, I wasn't used to that. So yeah. I'm like, well, I wrote it this way. This is the way it's supposed to be. And he's like, well, just try this and yeah, see we're how going, it works. Yeah, we're going in the studio and it's like, okay, so Ghost of You is 13 and a half minutes. Let's <laughs> let's try to make this into a pop single, a radio yeah. friendly. So, I, you know, we arranged two of them for sure, uh, mm-hmm. Ghost of You and Come Inside. And man, you know, again, it's a, it's a different entity. Mm-hmm. You have fun playing the jam live, mm-hmm. but man, to nail a verse and a chorus and and, and you know really make it speak is, is special. There's a lot saying. of bands that are great live and they just can never get that in their recording. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. vice versa, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. A lot of great records over the yep. years. Bands are horrible outside. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing is like us being a jam band. A lot of these songs that we're gonna do are upwards of. You know, half hour long. No, I'm just kidding. But like 15, <laughs> 15, 20 minutes. I'm sure we've played songs in the past that's been a half hour, and Bob's Bob's sitting back there and like, can we play something different? This is the same beat, the whole damn song. You know. You know, afterwards there's a there's a pile of wood shavings back there. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not the one that breaks everything anymore. You know? Who the fuck was back here making cabinets? No, just <laughs> oh my goodness. But uh, you know, it's. Uh, yeah, Bob, Bob's uh, pretty crazy when it comes to the stick breakage. It makes me feel better about myself. Your strings. <laughs> you know? I found a. I found his tip in my bag the other day. Oh, Wait a minute, that came out wrong. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was going through my gear bag the other day. I found, I found a, a shredded drum tip. I'm like, yeah. well, you'll notice that when we recorded the CD, I cut it way back. I didn't. I wanted mm. it to be simple, s- stupid, mm-hmm. basically, to bring out everything that everybody else was doing. You know. Yeah. I think I, I, you know, I definitely can say the same because again, these guys will tell you when I'm on stage, I tend to pull a lot from you know, John Paul Jones, Steve Harris. I mean, if you look at my who I thank in the album, it's Geezer Butler, John Paul Jones, and Steve Harris, the you know three greatest bass players who ever drew breath, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
very opinionated, Brian. Is. Oh no, 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 not at all, not at all. But I have a very, you know, I came from, you know, I came from, you know, classic rock, metal, you know, things like that. So I enjoy the where the bass is also kind of a lead instrument as well mm-hmm. as a backing oh, yeah. instrument. Well, when we get in there and we start playing around with it, you know, Warren kept, you know, saying, "Now back up, back it off, back it off, back it off, back it off." <laughs> do and this, I, don't do that. Do, do this, this. Do this. <laughs> and, I, and, and, I, and I have to admit, there was a split second where I was like, "Fuck, Warren, I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna have no meat on the bone." It's, yeah. Now I've listened to it, and, I, and again. I've never been in a studio. Warren's been in a studio. Bob's been in a studio. I'm a neophyte. So I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm like air traffic control. He's, you know, I'm coming in in foggy weather. He's talking me down and it, it came out beautifully. So Warren, again, mm-hmm. producer's ear, man. Fantastic. Cool. Yeah, Fantastic. A lot of times, especially with bass that I've noticed in the studio, like live, great, like go crazy. But in the studio, sometimes less is more, especially yep. with like that low end. Just, that mix. just, you know, instead of playing you know? a million notes that sound like nothing, mm-hmm. you just crack the ribs with an yeah. E chord mm-hmm. and, and just, and move on. Yep. <clears throat> so that's, and I, and I heard that on the album, you know, the first, the first time really when I heard the, the, the when we got the, uh, come inside was, no, what was the first one that Joel sent to us the first finished product well you would come inside after everything else well but, yeah, absolutely you know, i mean that's just how i am but that's um but you know hearing hearing the bass stripped down mm-hmm. and hearing it but hearing it stripped down but very meaty yeah that well, was that for me was you know and it's like we'd we'd rehearse pretty heavily as much as we could with a band before mm-hmm. we had Went up to. Was that, <laughs> was that, is that a two times? Yeah. What, what are you doing, Bob? What are you doing, Bob? Twice. Twice. Bob's like, I'm out of here. Peace. You know? <laughs> but okay, so we recorded heavily two times before we went. To, and it's like we we had laid out what we wanted to do, and we got up there, and some things had changed a little bit, and some things, you know, stayed the same. And it's like one thing that I always catch when I listen back to the album is in Ghost of You. When that first bass line comes in, the don't, 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 I, I just, that it, ear pleasing to me, it catches me every time that I listen to that song. And um, I listen to it a lot on, um, with the volume all the way down on repeat so we get our money from spot <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, um, There's a lot of things, like I said, we went up there planning to do and some things stayed the same and some things, you know, differed from what we had originally planned to do when we got up there and i think that says a lot about us as musicians being able to not only record these songs in three days but like i said bob and brown were gone the first day you know the the rest of the two days it was warren and i up there Mm -hmm. and it was kind of like you know warren Warren and me warren and me (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm thinking sooner or later warren's gonna come with me with to come to come to me with an idea and be like you know i was thinking We might change the name to Warren Keller in the Crooked Roots. Um, and we could put like Josh Fallsby in parentheses or something. It's just Warren Keller rolls off the tongue a lot better. You guys are making me look like a tyrant, man. <laughs> no. You guys are so in trouble we're, after we're this. Just no, no, no. We're, we're good, Mind Fury. He's going he's gonna to come back in like a week. But can we record that without Warren? Can we just cut him out completely? No. Is there no. any way you could drop Josh's mic because he doesn't speak for everybody in the band? Um, no. no, but like I was saying, you know, there were some things that changed up there and I think that says a lot about us mm-hmm. as musicians to be able to you know kind of change things up on the fly Warren and I do you like that Warren yes. and I yes. <laughs> much, <laughs> much more gooder me and Warren <laughs> much gooder me, Warren and I didn't plan any of our solos or everything on the album the guitar work as far as lead stuff goes and his solos on songs or his little pieces and songs were all improvised and 
you know, I, I like working like that because I don't like saying this is exactly what I'm going to play because mm-hmm. then I feel like I get stuck inside of a box. There's no room for creativity. And that's how we do it live anyway. Yeah. So why mm-hmm. not try to do it that way when we record? And, you know, Warren left out of there, and I, he'll tell you this too. He was very unhappy with what he had laid down. And I'm like, well, we're already gone, Warren. Like, you know, it's over with. So if you're not happy. And then, you know, after we got everything mixed and everything, he really came to like what he did up there. And I told him when we were in the studio recording his parts and Joel the same, we would tell him, yeah, that was it. That That's the right one. No, I don't think so. Just leave it. You know, and then, as I said, he, he really come, came, enjoyed. Yeah, he came inside. <laughs> he, came inside. <laughs> he really enjoyed what yeah. he had done up there. And it's just like with, with the lead work on the guitar, there were some things that I was like, oh, I could probably do that better. And Joel, especially, and Warren, too, were like, no, let's leave that. That, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. And it, it's another thing with the studio, I don't want to you know, give our secrets away too much. Not that they're secrets, because anybody in the studio knows that you can do it this way. But you know, originally, I had taken all three of my guitars up there, my, um, my Taylor T5, my 410, and my Epiphone Swingster. And... I used the Taylor 410 and that was it. Oh yeah, that's all. That's all you need. Well, I mean, Joel, Taylor's great. Joel had a PR. <laughs> Joel had a PRS up there that I used for a lot of the lead work mm-hmm. and a Fender Strat with humbuckers in it. Yeah. And Warren thought it was funny. I I am a huge fan of guitar players such as David Gilmore, Jimi Hendrix, who all played Strats. I hate the sound of a Strat. <laughs> that's all I use. When I'm playing I love it, the Strat. Well, when I'm well, it's like Telecasters. I absolutely hate Telecasters. Mm-hmm. I don't like that twangy sound. But with today's technology, you can make a guitar sound like any other guitar in the oh, world. Yeah. Yep. Um, but this this Fender had a humbucker in it. And it sounded great. Well, we tried running through an amp and it just wasn't working. Joel just plugs the cord into his interface there and he's like, "Let's try this pedal out. Let's try this amp out." And it's just like it blows my mind because mm-hmm. I'd never seen that before just clicking a button and making this guitar sound this way, you know? And now I'm trying to, like, mimic my pedals <laughs> and make it set up to where it sounded like on the album. And it's, it's a really tough thing to do because everything on the computer is, a, is a, you know, just, just yourself a, a click of a button. Yeah, well. If you, if you got the money, mm-hmm. anyway. Well, I don't. Yeah, well, they're, they're We're struggling musicians, yeah, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Buy our T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Buy our T-shirts, exactly. But uh, the studio was was a big thing for us. Finally, and I talked about it the first time that Brian and I were here. Um, Brian and I did it again. And that's another thing, man. Brian and Warren being in this band, I learn new words every day. (laughs) (laughs) I went to South Harrison, you know. Well, yeah, we could tell. I mean, <laughs> all right, Emmanuel Christian over there. Um, it was heritage, okay? Let um, me learn. <laughs> my bad. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I learn new words every day, and sometimes they'll say something, I'll just nod my head, and then I'll turn my back and get on my phone and go to Google and pull the Webster's out on the phone and find out what they're saying. But, you, um, know, but, you know, Josh is, uh, in, in my experience, you know, typical of probably three or four guys that I've been with over the decades, you know, as lead guys, as writers and singers. And there's just a native intelligence and a native brilliance. Uh, you know, I, 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 I shuddered perhaps to use the word savant, but there, but you know what I mean? It's just, you know, but just, savant. how do you spell that? Just, I'm going to go with the word that typically precedes savant. <laughs> Proceeds, but uh, but but no. You know I love you, babe. Honestly, just way beyond the education. And again, a guy that's kind of anal about spelling and writing and all mm. of that bullshit. At the end of the day, these guys have this native brilliance, man, and it's beyond their education. And you know, they might not be able to. And he's not, Josh. I'm not bringing in on this, but I've known guys that could 
barely write, you know, barely spell. Warren, are you uh, in another band or something? Because I know you're not talking about us. Are you? Are these He's like, talking about me, Brian. Oh, I'm okay. listening very heavily. <laughs> Popping a semi over here. No, Let him continue. No, just, you know, you know, bands I've been with, you know, Ronnie and the Jitters, Ronnie, Louie, Louie and the Lost Hombres, Louie. I mean, these guys just, and, and Josh has got it. And I told him, I tell him that all the time. He has got it, you know, and it's, uh, it's a very special gift. Warren makes me feel really good about myself. Well, he needs I it. And I'm not not to be funny, but like it really that helps so much. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. And you know, not support. that Brian and Bob haven't said wonderful things about me throughout the years. And you know, Bob, we, have, we haven't. Yeah, no. no I mean, <laughs> he's just shaking his head. We're, we're looking for a bass player right now. <laughs> um, no, but especially you know, not to like I said, single anybody out. But Warren makes me feel good about myself as a musician. You know, I am, and, and Warren says that I'm hard on myself about this. I don't think I'm a lead guitar player. I know. <laughs> Here he goes again. <laughs> it's 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 a catch twenty two, right? Because anybody that's worth their salt in this in this world is very self deprecating mm -hmm. and 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 busts their own oh, absolutely. busts their self to, to strive constantly to be better and and we all think we suck you know i mean there's a there's the one guy on our shoulder that says oh you're freaking fantastic there's that other guy on the other shoulder that says dude you know you can't do this you don't do that so well you can do that a whole lot better mm -hmm. and at some point you know you got to let it go and mm -hmm. say damn you know so yeah we all need that i need mm -hmm. that well, well, yeah, it, it brings a different aspect to the to the full band too. It's not everybody doesn't have the same mindset, you know. And having somebody like you that that can identify because you have that ear, you know, somebody who's you know a really uh, really good songwriter and can appreciate that and tell them instead of just bullshitting like a lot of people do with musicians like, oh, your song's great, I loved it. Right. It's well, like, did you actually listen to it? Are you somebody that I'm can a good understand. Songwriter? I enjoy your music. I really do. My, <laughs> my, my older brother loved it too. He was like, is that Foamsby? My wife's going like, to hate yeah, me when I get home. She's going to be like, mm, I'm all cool with everything. <laughs> yeah. She's going to take you down a couple pegs and guarantee you walk in the door. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what she's going to I mean, what I was getting at essentially was like, Warren has really helped me out, you know, thinking more of myself as a songwriter and a, a player and all that. Um, so, I mean, really what I'm trying to say is, is when I fornicate, I think about Warren a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it helps. There's song others. idea. There's exactly. <laughs> you know, I think of... Uh, I think of Bob, though. I mean... It's, <laughs> when I think about Warren, I touch myself. <laughs> I think about it. We played right. it. That face. Can we go live on YouTube or something just to get that face again? Uh, Bob, Bob just quit the band. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, play, we played a gig a couple of months ago, and uh, Bob was taking a drum solo, and... Brian and I, I don't know what we were. We were kind of like starry-eyed girls or something. Yeah, the two of us were off in a corner, and we were just, you know, because, again, this band really loves each other, I think, and we were, yeah. we were snuggled up together like two <laughs> giddy girls, and we went... <laughs> That's our drummer, <laughs> you know, because yep. uh -huh. that, that level of admiration and just feeling honored to, to play with yeah, musicians like wow. that. And he's another one. He needs to hear it, too, because he's another one of this, these self-deprecating, uh, you know, and again, on one side, we know we're good, but, you know, we're be on the real, we know that we'd like to be better. Mm -hmm. There's always room for improvement. Always. And, and oh, as, absolutely. Soon as, you, as soon as you have the mindset that you're the best at what you do, that's the, that's the moment that you mm -hmm. stop getting better. Okay. So, Right. <clears throat> it's, it's really comical, you know, again, with my wife with jewelry design and stuff and being around the, the gallery and the art scene here. It's always the person that started an art or a craft like five minutes ago 
that shows up at the gallery going, oh, I'm ready to jury in. Mm-hmm. You know, you suck. I'm, so- <laughs> I'm sorry. You're, you're, you're terrible. Whereas you've got, again, the classic tortured artist mm-hmm. that, again, never thinks they're where they need to be. Don't be cutting your ears off anytime soon, (laughs) please. Well, and I mean, a a thing that I thought for a long time was, not to bring our ages into this, but I'm the youngest one in the band. Um, I always thought, like, if I could just get a group of guys that were my age, you know what I mean? Like, everything would work. And then we have the situation we are now where everybody's a bit older than me, and it's like I needed that a bit, a tiny bit. I needed that direction. (laughs) I, I needed that direction. I needed that... Hey, try this instead of that. Because, I mean, if I would, uh, not to cut anybody down that's my age that does music, but these guys have more years under their belt. They've mm-hmm. been there, they've done that. So having them say, hey, you should probably try this because this, I think, will work better because they've lived it and they've seen it has helped so much. Because, like I said, I always thought, I just need a group of guys my age. And there's so many bands that are famous that are around here just that aren't big that, you know, do their thing like we do. And they're all group of guys that went to high school together, stuff like that. That, in in retrospect, that would have never worked for me. And I have what we have here, and it's like I said, the direction has has helped not only as a songwriter, but just being a tight band so much. Because I wouldn't have taken the extra steps that we that we took to get to where we were with the album, or playing as much as we do, or just certain songs doing in the way that we do. Because I would have just been okay with the way they sounded, mm-hmm. and you know, like I said, Warren Bob Bryan tweaking things and saying, "Hey, try this, do this way. Maybe we should try this song. Maybe we shouldn't do this song anymore." It, it, it's helped a lot. It's helped me grow as a musician. Have you guys noticed a difference in the live audience when you're playing your original songs now now that you have recording out? Yes, I'm, I'm, you know, there's a lot of people that Come Inside was one that I'd been playing for a while, and Ghost of You was the, the newest song as far as time that it was written on the album that know those songs well from us playing them now, and they want to hear those songs, and they ask for them. Um, we played at uh, Sweet Tea's. Um, Sunnycroft Golf Course, where my wedding was, um, and there was a group of people that we didn't know, and it just so happened that our song Burgoo, they knew exactly what the song was about, they knew exactly what we were talking about, where we were talking about, and they came out to see me play acoustically at Meager's Irish Pub a few weeks later, and they wanted to hear Burgoo. They needed to hear Burgoo because that was a song that they knew and they identified with. So I, I think that, yes, you know, there's people out there that know these original songs that want to hear them, and that's great as a musician too because they want to hear your songs. That's got to be a big confidence booster because when you're when you're doing a lot of covers and then I've I've been at places where bands have been covering songs and they're like, okay, we have an original song and everyone goes, oh yeah yeah. Or as you said, <laughs> yeah. the, the first time when me and Brian were here, that's when they kind of go off to go the to bar, bar. tune you yeah. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, I I think I mentioned this last time, you know, when we when Josh and I were here last summer. You know, the band that I'd spent a lot of time in was strictly a cover band. Mm-hmm. You come, you get in, you, you start, you play, you end, you know, rinse and repeat for three or four hours. Yeah, because you'd never done originals before, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Never done originals, never contributed on originals, anything like that. It was, you know, you know, we're going to do a shit ton of Zeppelin covers or something mm-hmm. like that. So, again, you know, kind of going back with what, you know, we, we, were, we were talking about earlier, it gives me a chance to that we we were all sort of bringing something different to the table, mm-hmm. and then especially when we took that to the studio, that was that was that was fantastic. You know, hearing hearing Warren's input, hearing Josh's input, hearing Bob's input. Let's try. Let's let's do this. Let's let's stir this pot. Let's let's do this. Do that, and then you hear the final 
you know, the final proof, proof in the you know, proverbial pudding in the album, and it, and it sounds great. And that's, that is something that I have done with this band in the space of a year that I never even would have dreamt of doing with my other band in the space of 18. Mm-hmm. So It's completely thanks, Josh. different yeah. feeling when you're creating your own thing oh, instead absolutely. of playing yeah. someone else's absolutely. stuff. Absolutely, yeah. And again, you know, he, you know, Warren was recruited in a, you know, a very, you know, serendipitous way. And my we bo- didn't fire anybody and replace them with Warren. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, well, I, we will. That that is information on a need to know basis. And <laughs> just like the fantastic back ranch. To back, yeah, know. the fantastic ranch, which will. Yeah, so that's that's code for you know. But. So, so just uh, real quickly, what was the word that I used on Gurus all the time? Was it fa- fantastic incredible. or incredible? Okay, so incredible. it's not the incredible ranch. Incredible. I wanted to find. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know that I was on Gurus of Gaming, um, another podcast under thirteen palm trees. Yes. Josh, how do you feel about this game? It's incredible. Josh, what do you think about the graphics? Incredible. <laughs> Josh, what? Have you know. seen the movies Incredibles? It's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> but no, that, just not to steer off track too much here, but uh, people will wonder when they get the album, I'm sure, under the thank yous, there is a thing that says we would like to thank the Fantastic Ranch. Um, there is a there is a story behind that. So when you see it, feel free to ask. I don't know if this is the time or place to tell everybody about the Fantastic Ranch, but it's up to you. I don't know. <laughs> uh, why not? I maybe mean, it should, maybe it should be left a mystery. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. This will be this will be sort of like yeah, the uh, you have to the, find out at a show. Or, yeah, yeah, the Carly yeah. Simon thing. You know, well, who, it was nineteen sixty two. Was vain. You know what? Oh, right. <laughs> right, Warren Baden. Yeah, we'll record uh, yeah. a bonus episode and put it as a bonus track on your on, on your physical on copy. Your, yeah, yeah, or whoever. <laughs> Whoever comes closest to its origin wins a T-shirt. Yeah, exactly. You want you want you want a uh, free fantasy date with Josh. (laughs) (laughs) My wife wouldn't like that. It's just a fantasy date. Nobody would like that. It's just a cardboard cutout. Wow, Josiah. Wow. My wife would listen to this, not that she will, but she'd be like, he's totally wrong. <laughs> or she could say, he's totally right. Um, Tune in next week when we'll hear Josh say. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> I really think what we have out there, the album is incredible. Um, <laughs> but, uh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, my God. Are you fantastic. guys in it? It's a fantastic ranch with a fantastic band on it. Oh, my God. Um, but as Brian was talking about earlier, we bring so much to the table individually. Warren with his multi genres of music background that he has. Brian, you know, listening to metal for years and playing in a well, I mean a rock cover band, yeah. you know, doing some heavier style yeah. of stuff. You know, Bob was in Texas playing country for a long time. Is that right, Bob? <laughs> we, don't, we don't know where Bob came from. We don't ask. Well, I grew up in uh, Morgantown, well, Osage, actually. Mm-hmm. And I played in a band there when I was 10 years old, played first nightclub, Morgantown. Yeah. And I've been playing ever since. 54 years behind a drum set. Damn. I talked to Josh. First time I ever talked to Josh, he said, well, couldn't you play? I'm well, we just have to put it together and see. And I told him how old I was, and he's like, "Well, oh, I'm son of a bitch." Until <laughs> <laughs> we, until we met, we played uh, Kelly's. It was our first show together, <laughs> and been there ever since. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> what about two and a half years ago? Yeah, so I think my exact words were, "This son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was funny because if I'm not mistaken. Our old bassist, who's not the bass player with us anymore, obviously, was it an ad on like Craigslist or yeah. something like that? <laughs> I, think I remember him. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
He bought an After Alice shirt and wore it and played one of your shows with it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was right. Yeah. Um, yeah. We won't go down that rabbit yeah, hole. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but he had found him on Craigslist, and he's like, well, I got this guy that wants to play with us. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then Bob came out and played with us. And obviously, like they said, the rest is history. Bob's been with me um, for two and a half years, you know. Mm-hmm. Our anniversary's coming up. <laughs> it's lovely. What do you guys have planned? <laughs> what are you getting yeah. for my anniversary? I'm going to get a motel, turn the lights down low, <laughs> some chocolate cake, and put cum inside on repeat. Oh, <laughs> I need a pack of drumsticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, are the, what are those going to be used for? Sweet. <laughs> Uh, Those aren't going to be coming inside anywhere. Um, no, but like I was just, saying, we, just the tip, just <laughs> just for a second, just, just to see how it feels. Yeah, yeah. Um, we all we all bring uh, different things, and this is another thing, and not to hark it off what I was saying, but we all we laugh, we have a good time. I've seen so many bands um, around here, not going to name anybody, but you can tell that they're not enjoying what they're doing. Mm. You know, we have a fun, we, we, we talk about, you know, certain people that come back to shows and we just pick up little things about these people and then we'll talk about them. Um, you know, we laugh about things. We have our inside jokes like the Fantastic Ranch, you know. We have a good time doing what we do. And like I said, I see people play and you can just tell, like, mm-hmm. they would much rather be doing something else. Oh, yeah. I never understood over music there's there's something about music right it's like it, you you fall in love with your band i mean you you know every band i've ever been with i mm-hmm. i loved definitely my bands it's mm-hmm. so bonding and it's hard to understand that somebody couldn't you know it mm-hmm. also blows me away that uh, you know that a musician can have racial prejudice yeah. when when you know it's I mean, maybe I shouldn't go there, but you know what I'm saying. It's like, you know, you you love the roots of that music, oh, you yeah. know, and let's face and it. And they're crooked. But to have anger or, or, or prejudice or any of that is just a mind blower to me with a, with a mm. true musician. I mean, I love these guys. I've known them for less than a year, and they're amongst my best friends. Warren's got such pretty eyes. <laughs> got pretty eyes. A lot of people don't understand that that bond that you form with a band. And it's like prison. It, it, it is <laughs> honestly like that's a really good because like everybody's you know in no, less soap though. I don't know less soap you should more see spit. My band, you should see my band's <laughs> chat. Like it's we're so comfortable with each other that it, it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like if you can't be that way with your band, then if you're too uncomfortable around them to do, I mean, anything, yeah, you know, and it's not like, you know, anything weird or, I mean, sometimes yeah. it gets really yeah. not shaving but, each other's you know, back. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've, I've, I mean, honestly, like I, I actually, you know, shaved my drummer's head and trimmed his beard up for him and everything. A few oh, years so, ago it before. Yeah. Oh, so it's that yeah. kind of band. Yeah. I mean, you just, the bond between a band, like if you haven't been in a band that's been that way, then you're doing something wrong. <laughs> You know, and and it's interesting though because I bet you most bands, most famous established bands, started out life that way mm-hmm. and wound up, you know, hating each other yep. or yeah. being. It's like a marriage, and, and and really, I think that the money and the power thing is the great screw her up oh, right yeah. once that yeah. enters the room especially when you didn't lay any groundwork and we haven't like oh my gosh the song's now a hit well well i co-produced it i arranged it i should mm-hmm. not you know what i'm saying it's like you don't talk about that stuff mm-hmm. and that really becomes 
the thing that yep. blows up a lot of bands. And of course, you know, put women in there, and, and at least in the old days, some drugs, and mm. and add that to the mix. In the old days, we talked about and 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 yeah, you can see where it blows apart. But those oh, guys, yeah. I'm sure, all loved each other. Mm. Be it you know the Beatles, the Sto- the Stones. I mean, it's just a natural thing to fall in love with your band. And, and like I said, you can tell some of these bands aren't enjoying mm-hmm. maybe what they had once enjoyed so much. Um, you know, I watch Dave Matthews band on stage and I'm like, these guys love what they're doing mm-hmm. and I want to love what I'm doing and I love what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bob, some, are you going to say something, Bob? Yeah, I'm going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I got something to say. Well, you know, when you play music and you play three, four hours, if you don't walk off that stage dead tired and can't hardly move, you're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. Not. Oh, shit, I do that for 30 minutes and I can't. <laughs> yeah. like, I play as hard from the first downbeat mm-hmm. to the end of the show. Yep. And I'll tell you, I do. Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's not joking. No, he's, that's the way our drummer is, man. Like, I'll be I don't so know tired, I can't it. get, I can't hardly load my equipment. I think mm-hmm. I compared Bob to James Brown, the hardest working man in show business oh, the yeah. last time he we did. were yep. here. You know? Like <clears> I said, there's there's piles of wood shavings back there. <laughs> <laughs> and I've just got broken strings all at my feet. Yeah. And there's, yeah. it's just like, like, what the hell happened Which here? is the worst. As a venue owner, that's mm-hmm. the worst. Well, I wouldn't know. Clean I off your own. carpeted stage, yeah. Drummers. Well, the people last night. <laughs> I used. To, I just left See? it there for a while. I was like, yeah. The, the people last <laughs> night aren't going to have a fun time cleaning up the eight broken strings that I had. You know, oh, I used to clean up your strings all the time too. Yeah. I know how that is. Well, I left those there for you. I figured you might. You know, if you, you might... look really closely, they're signed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're signed. I figured you might be able to hold on to those and sell them for money one day or something yeah. like that. You know. Yeah. Never thought about that. Actually, um, I forget what I don't know, it was Martin or Diadario, something like that. But they're doing with bass strings. They're doing like a recycling thing, like where you change. Oh, you strings, send them in. Send them oh, in. Like you that. get like a discount or yeah. something like that like now. That. Yeah, I forget which one it is. We we found out in the studio whenever we were recording our new single. Um, we read on the back of the package as we're changing the bass strings. Like if you send them in, you get like a, a discount card or something. Any bass strings nice. are expensive. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. you know that's kind of cool. Like you send them back and they'll just give you a coupon well i can tell you as a guitar Mm. player yourself i went from playing elixirs Mm. on my taylor t5 which as john bonnet tells me why are you playing acoustic strings on an electric guitar i'm like well because i like the feeling i went to electric strings i'm using mammoth slinkies now by ernie ball and they're like five dollars a pack Mm. and that's a huge change up from spending 15 to 20 dollars on a pack of elixirs Mm -hmm. and it's it's tough because I don't know how everybody else does. Each musician, each guitar player, each you know, everybody has their own ways of doing things. I don't like leaving a set of strings on my guitar for any more than like two or three shows just because people that are listening might not be able to hear it, but I can hear these dead strings. Mm-hmm. Or Warren will hear them and be like, You need to tune that guitar, you know. It sounds <laughs> yeah. really bad. Yeah. I can I can definitely like um, I always change them right before. Like if we have like a run of shows coming up, I yeah. always change them. Like I'll, I'll practice with the same crappy strings mm-hmm. or whatever. But as soon as you know the shows, I'll change it just a couple of days before. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking elixirs because elixirs sound fantastic. Mm-hmm. But when you play as much yeah. as as we incredible. do, yeah, they, they sound they're, they're incredible. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> if you, when you play as much as we do. I don't know that it's necessary for me to buy that expensive of a string because I'm going to change them anyway. Especially mm-hmm. if you're snapping your strings. Yeah. yeah. And it's gotten a lot better than what it once was. Um, I think me switching to the electric strings has really helped me a good bit. I mean, I still break them from time to time. And that's another thing that I've realized. Being able to hear myself a lot better, having a monitor in my ear, not an in-ear, but, you know, off to the side close to me, 
it allows me not to play so hard, whereas I was compensating for not being able to hear myself. So trying to play it as hard as I mm-hmm. could to be able to hear that 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 has helped me out a lot too with mm-hmm. keeping strings on my guitar not all over the stage. So it's essential, you know, as a lead vocalist. I mean, for years, no monitors and crap monitors. I pushed and pushed and pushed. You know, I got a huge voice, but I pushed and pushed. And even with sax, it's like if you you talk Daniel about you know hearing, it's even more mm-hmm. than hearing. It's like you actually got to have to feel oh, yeah. your tone mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff. And if you can't can't get that you just keep pushing mm. and pushing whether it's breath or whether it's wrist or whatever it is so yeah it's crazy not going up there being able to hear well and that's why I i'll be frust- deaf one day because earplugs don't work for me i get frustrated it took me a while for earplugs i actually um got, can't use them uh they're called decibels <laughs> yeah and they they come in like a little ear shape like the inside of your ear, and you boil them, put them in your ear, and it cuts out certain frequencies. The frequencies mm-hmm. that hurt your ear. Something like what you have is they're one? they're great. Similar. I, I love them. I can't play without. I may them. try. Really? I may try those. It's very difficult, you know, for for me. You know, again, as a horn player, all the stuff you're doing with your throat mm-hmm. and your mouth, you, you know, you're feeling that, and you hear all of that stuff when you're when you're blocked with plugs. Yeah. Um, and I don't like it, and your tone sounds awful. But again, we got the hard man here who hits the cans uh, <laughs> amazingly hard, and it's difficult. Uh, I got to protect my ears, mm-hmm. and so I haven't found that sweet spot yet. You know, like I like being close to to, to Edgar here. That's Bob, aka Bob, uh, and and. But you got to protect your ears, and yet it's so stifling when you got that stuff in your ears. Mm-hmm. And again, you're as a horn player or, or singer, that stuff's going up your jaw and your bones into your ear. It's it's tough. Mm-hmm. See, and maybe it's because I haven't tried a bunch, but earplugs don't work for me. Just the regular earplugs, like the ones that you wear to like a NASCAR race. Like, yeah. don't, don't use those for music because you're. Yeah, I mean, you're, I haven't it used kills anything. your tone. It does. It really does. I haven't used anything high dollar, but to me. Mm-hmm. It it takes the feeling away from what you're doing. It, it does. And if for I a can't bit feel, once you know, then that's it's. I'm off. Yeah. Daniel, what's that maker again? Decibels. Decibels. Okay. Yeah. It's, Should be. Uh, they're like thirty. The ones that I got were thirty dollars. It was before they were just like the base brand, but they've grown since then, and now they have ones that are made specifically for musicians. Okay. Um, and then like you know for gun range and yeah. you know heavy machinery workers, stuff like that, because it cuts out those frequencies that really hurt your hearing. Yeah. And that's why me and my bassist both got them, and we don't, we don't play a show no, without them. I want to check them. Yeah. Well, the, the plus awesome. is, if you forget what the name is, you can always get back and listen to it, because now it's officially recorded. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. going to go back and listen and think, man, that, I didn't, that didn't sound right. I could, we got to do it over here. <laughs> <laughs> we just did a little edit there. Yeah. <laughs> You're just well, you off-key a little bit, Josh. Yeah. If you can. The thing about this band, if you're on stage with us, We'll be playing, and, and there's not a whole lot of communication. It's more like eye contact. Mm. And we'll pull off some stuff on stage. It's really incredible, in my, my, my opinion. And we're like, how the hell do we know we do that? Yeah. You know? It's well, really crazy. Well, like, the way that you guys play music, it's not you're not just playing a song set that's like, you know, three minutes, the song's over. Like we do. We play to a click track, so, like, we've got our backing tracks and everything. Um, Live, so you play to a click? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So everything's set, but like the way you guys play, it's just, there's a lot of improv there. Oh, and the fact that you guys can feed is, off yeah. each other, like, you know, the, you, you know what the bass is doing before he does it. He knows well, what can, you're doing before, you, you know, it's crazy. I can tell what Josh is doing just by looking at his back. Mm-hmm. And I know he wants to change, so I change. It's yeah. the way I'm shaking my tookish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my tookish. No, but that's an incredible thing right there because I've not had a drummer like Bob to Mm -hmm. where I can just kind of look back and he knows what I'm going to do or there'll be points in the song where I I still catch him all the time where I'll go 
to play a little bit softer to take the volume down, and Bob just catches on instantly. And that just goes to show how good of ears he has, how well he listens. Um, and that's another thing. What you really have to listen when you're on stage, all of us, because you know we'll go to do something else, and if you're not listening, you'll get lost. Oh, yeah. yep. You know, and mm-hmm. that's something that we're all really, really good at. I, I, I truly believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's important because I've I've played sports. I played soccer for my whole life, and I played with some really good players that I just did not gel with. Where they thought I was going left, I was going right, and so you could play with an incredible musician, but if you're not, I don't know what the word is, I'm trying to think of it, incredible. <laughs> if you're not well aligned, then yeah, yeah, you're not. You don't have that cohesion mm-hmm. where you shake your tuchus and Bob knows what it means, and there you go. The word of the day is incredible. Incredible. No, it, it, it really is. Like Bob said, it, we'll, we'll do stuff on stage that isn't planned out or. I'll do something differently, and then everybody instantly picks up on what we're doing. Um, you know, with with Warren playing the sax, he he had brought to my attention like, I don't know if you realize it, but every time I go to play a solo, we're always in a fast part or a you know, bring it down, let me start slow, and then you know that way I can grow what I'm doing a little mm-hmm. bit more. So, communicating not only through our eyes, through my tuchus, you know, <laughs> you know, just communicating on stage like, hey, I'm going to do this. Um, there's a certain song that we do where I had always soloed over nothing but an E minor chord. And Warren's like, I'd really like to solo over top of this instead of that. So we changed it. And then I'm like, well, I'll try soloing over top of those chords instead of just that E minor. And it completely changes everything mm. up. And it's because somebody took the leap to say, hey, let's try it like this instead of just leaving everything the same and mm-hmm. not changing anything for the better. Yeah. I, I had a question earlier, and I forgot to ask it. <clears throat> it's kind of along the same lines, because you play these songs like your originals, like you said, Come Inside's what, like you said, 13 minutes, really? Ghost of You would Ghost be 13 Ghost minutes. Come Inside's probably so, closer to, like, eight. So, like... Sounds about right. What's... Yeah. <laughs> eight seconds. 30 seconds long. <laughs> um, the process of... God damn it, this microphone... The process of uh, taking a song like that, that's like eight or, you know, 13 minutes, and with the two times that you guys rehearsed before the studio, how did that go in the studio making that a radio length song? Well, we were prepared for it in a way. Warren and I had kind of done our just duo sessions before the band came over, and it was play the song like you would normally play it and let's see what we can cut out Mm -hmm. to make it a radio length song and that was tough for me because I'm such a (laughs) jam band type guy Mm -hmm. I feel like well if that 18 minute solo is not in there then what's the point of playing the song you know but we had to cut things out to make it shorter and like I said Warren and I had done our little just me and him sessions before we had brought the band over to try to shorten things um take this line of a verse out and leave it without um for the longest time there was a line in ghost of you where we'd taken out but i would still sing it because i was so used to singing it that way Mm. so then i'd finally come around to hey that line's not in there so that's how the song is written now you know uh, and warren has said before these people are going to like what they hear on the album and if they do like it they're going to want to hear basically what they heard on the album Mm -hmm. with you, you know that there's still interpretation for how they want, you know, I mean, they, they want to hear it the way they heard it on the album because that's what they fell in love with. But there are people that want to hear a live version of that song. Mm-hmm. And that's like with Ghost of You. My guitar solos in Ghost of You is what, like four bars? 
compared to me taking a five-minute five guitar, guitar solo. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it changed up a lot. But as I said before, I'm really – I think what we recorded really shows people what we do and what we're capable of and the sound that we have. Mm-hmm. It's a little frustrating because of our lifestyles. We really don't get – to rehearse together, mm-hmm. which we I think we would really like to do, and right now we just don't get get to do it. Uh, so it's tough because again, you feel like you made this identity thing on a record, permanent mm-hmm. record, but you literally have to go rehearse that until it sunk in. Yeah. Uh, and then to me, the the other side of it is just going back to the thirteen minute jam. It's really hard to marry the two, mm-hmm. you know. And like in Ghost, I'm playing sax and flute and trying to do that live at the yeah. same oh, time. It's, it's, it's funny, too, because he'll be playing the like, flute no and damn it, hold the flute it. in one hand while playing the saxophone. It's like, no, damn it, I'm ready for this now. Yeah. Are you going to go do that? Are you going to solo now? Or yeah, it's, that's a little bit crazy. It is. And that's like another thing. With Bob and I playing together so long, we really be, we're, we're able to read each other so well. Um, you know, I'll look at him and he'll know, hey, it's time to slow the tempo down or, hey, this end of the song's coming up. You know, sometimes there'll be a verbal cue like, all right, here we go. You know, it's the end of the song. But other times I just look at Bob and he goes, okay, you know, we're ready to end the song. Warren being the newest addition to the band, we have a great connection in that way, but we're still trying to improve that always knowing like, hey, all right, he's done with his solo. I don't want to step on his feet and cut off something because I don't know what's going on in his brain. You know, we gel well, but at the same time, I don't want to step on his feet while he's trying to play solo and vice versa. I think I've said it before, but this is a perfect opportunity to say it again. To me, you're the leader, Josh. I'm always looking to... Well, my name's on the goddamn band. (laughs) (laughs) But but in all seriousness, I'm always looking to defer to you. I'm always Mm -hmm. trying to see when are you going to solo, um, all of that stuff. And and so it's frustrating sometimes in a live situation. I've got lights in my eyes or he's Mm -hmm. slightly behind me and I can't see him. And boy, it's like cutting your, you know what off where, Mm -hmm. um, you know what I I really, I really know what Warren, what are we cutting off here? I, I I really, I really, but just know that I'm always ready to defer to you. But it's, again, it's that there's, it's very hard to find that middle ground between either just being a jam band Mm -hmm. or being some, a band that can go in and nail a three and a half, four minutes song mm-hmm. in the studio it's very hard for me to marry those two again unless mm-hmm. you had the luxury of rehearsing and saying no this is the way we're going to do it pretty much except for perhaps a solo an extended solo type of thing mm-hmm. yeah because still in my heart when we play live i don't want to play these three minute versions of these songs mm-hmm. i want to be able to cut loose sure. and and do these solos the way that i hear them but like i said you know before there's going to be certain people that don't want to hear that like the lady at the strand um, you guys remember the lady oh, at the oh, strand, right? You play songs. Your songs are too long. The lady comes up to us and she's like, you guys are really good, but she's like 70. Mm-hmm. You guys are really good, but how come you play one song for so long? <laughs> and I'm like, well, we're a jam band. That's, you know, that's what we do. That's how we make money all over the state. You know, we're not going to change that up. And she just kind of looks at me like I shit in her Cheerios or something and just walked <laughs> off. And then I guess it was her son had come up to Brian and was like, can you do me a favor and maybe not play these songs so long? And I think Brian's words were, well, that's not up to me. Yeah, I, I, I said to, uh, I just said to him, I was like, well, you have to take it up with the captain. Yeah, and then he said, well, your band sucks. Yeah. And I think as I was walking out the door, I think I threw my hand and I was like, hey, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we're booked every weekend for yeah. a while, so we don't suck too everybody's, much. Everybody's a fucking critic. Yeah. yeah. So, well, you and know, then, we'll get off stage. 
And Josh said, oh, we're going to play this song tonight. I ain't never heard this damn song. Oh, we do that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we pull it off. I was like, let's do Come Inside. Bob's like, what's that song? We've never heard that song before. Okay. We've never done Come Inside. Occasionally, I'll do a, <laughs> uh, Josh and I'll do a, du- a duo together occasionally. And he's got like all this material he's yeah. pulling out. It's like, that's great. That's great. And, you know, the times that we've put it to the full band on the fly, it's good. It's like, no, this is a good band yeah. song. We ought to add yeah. this to Yeah, well, like that Yoko Ono tune we did. It was really good. The first <laughs> band I've ever played with is Josh with I Don't Count Shit Off. You, just you never know, know what he's going to play. Well, that's true. Yeah. I don't have a set. I, I got a set list one time, and I can't read to some bitch because it's upside down. <laughs> <laughs> that's honest God truth. You know, it is. Yeah. And there'll be some uh, songs yeah. you count off that we know that we're going to do this song next. I'm like, Bob, I'm not used to you counting it off. You know, it's, it's a different <laughs> yeah. thing. That's one thing. Like, almost every song we play is going to start off with me playing the chord yeah. progression or the mm-hmm. the lick or whatever. That's just how it's always been. I'm not saying that that couldn't be improved, but I like it. That's who we are. Yeah, it's, it's, you know? it's, it's different. If anything else, I mean, yeah. it's different. It's a different approach to the start of a song and you know, except when I can't figure out what song it is, I'm always. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> is this "Can't You See" or is it "Blue on Black"? <laughs> I'm like Warren. There's an extra chord in "Can't You See." I can't hear it. I can't hear. It. Can't you hear? <laughs> I like it better than the drummer just counting off every song. That's one thing I had to get through our drummer's head. It's like you're playing to a click track. We can't hear it. He's the only one that hears a click track. So yeah. it's like you don't need to count the song off. Like we know what song is in what order. Yeah. Just go. Just go, you know. Well, like and with the backing tracks and stuff, it helps because every song at the be- at the beginning, <laughs> fucking microphones, like trying to get away from me. Um, there's like something in the backing track that we we know, and so we played these songs a thousand times. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I'm just back and forth, back and forth. Um, but yeah, like it's okay every once in a while, but like especially you guys playing for three hours. If every song started off with you know four count yeah, or three count or whatever, it. yeah, it, that that to me watching a band is kind of annoying. Yeah, to yeah. tell you the truth. Yeah. Well, it, it, it doesn't look uh, professional. To yeah, me. yeah, it, it really doesn't. doesn't. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I understand that. I just, I mean, if it sounds good, it sounds good. We've just done it that way for so yeah. long, and it mm-hmm. works. Mm-hmm. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this isn't Josh. And sometimes <laughs> the tempo is not exactly right, but we just roll with it. Yep. You know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes when the tempo is <laughs> a little slow or a little fast, you know, we adjust. Mm-hmm. We do what we need to do. That way, it's not. A car wreck in the middle of a song, and then oh, we're back on page now. You know, that was a funny story. We our first EP that we released back in 2016, we recorded our song Gonzo, which is 128 beats a minute. I wasn't there that day, and I I'm the one that keeps track of everything. And our drummer was like, I think it's about 140. So he went through and tracked all the drums at 140 beats a minute. I went in to record guitar. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I was like, I can't, because it's like, it's all picked and it's slow. It's nice and pretty. And it was just like, I'm like, I can't, like he, he had to come back in the next week and redo the drums. It I was, was <laughs> it was so the mad. exact same thing for us when we rehearsed and come inside. <laughs> I was like, this is too fast. I can't sing to this. No, that's the right. No, this is too fast. I can't sing to this. Yeah. And then we got in the studio and what we laid down was the, what I was comfortable with and it worked out. But uh, I had never noticed as, as, this is going to sound terrible being a musician. I never noticed how much that mattered. I know, and I mean, oh, I, to yeah. a musician, I guess you would understand. To a regular person, maybe they would be like, what are you talking about? Rhythm doesn't matter. You know, tempo doesn't matter. It's, uh, and that's another thing with me starting off all the songs, me on guitar, I know that if the tempo is off, it's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Bob's fault because he's not counting it off. It's my yeah. fault, you know? Um, but yeah, that was the thing that we went through with Come Inside. It was, we had to, 
change it up to where it was right and to where it sounded good and to where I wasn't rushing my lyrics. I wasn't rushing the vocals. Um, and you know, a lot of things, like I said earlier, we'd planned out to do this way. And then we got up there and we kind of altered what we had planned to do a little bit. Mm. Like I said, it's, it, and I've said it many times, it's a, it's a completely different experience when you're in an actual studio recording an actual mm. EP. Um, my ears, and I think Warren would, you know, agree with it. My ears have gotten so much better since we recorded, because he would hear things and I wouldn't hear things. I'd have to listen for him, and I would hear it, and then vice versa, you know, because um, I'd never been in that setting, like trying to listen. Because when you listen to music, yeah, you're listening to music, but you're not trying to find things yeah. when you're in a <clears> studio that that's not right. We should change this, change that. My ears have gotten stronger from being in the studio. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it helps you in ways that you wouldn't have thought it would help you. Oh yeah. Just being in the studio, like the way that we approach writing just is completely different because now like our, well, before our practice spot flooded, we had our entire wall covered in poster board and each song had a poster board and it was, this is a tempo, this is a song, this is the, uh, like the order. And then we would rework every single song, especially whenever we came back, like, you know, Bob's laughing because I had told you that I completely stole that idea off of you. Did when you we went to record? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, I seen, my, I seen my buddy, and they were oh, rehearsing, and they yeah. had big note cards oh, with thanks, all this stuff. Thanks, on. Daniel. That yeah, saved us, yeah, man. Yeah, it did. It that helped. I mean, Bob! Some, exclamation point! Like I can remember, but there's like our drummer. Yeah, drummer. He needs man. like a visual. Like he has to have a visual. So yeah. like everything we had to have it laid well, and out. That's what you had told for me, everybody. Yeah. You know, like and it it helps so much. Well, certain oh, people crap. are visual and certain yeah. people aren't. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that that helped us a lot. <laughs> like Bob was kind of laughing there. There was one because I when I write a song and and I'm writing it for me to be able to read it and to be able to play it back to myself. Everybody has their different way. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it that? Uh, like uh, measures with Warren. I don't, I, I took music appreciation and music blah, blah, blah in school, but that's all oh, it's gone years, with yeah. the wind. Um, so Warren's like, well, how many bars. measures? How many, how bars? many bars? How many bars is it? Well, I play it through like three times. <laughs> I don't know how many bars it is, you know? So then like it, it got to where like, well, I'm not going to write how many bars it is because I'm going to get lost when I'm trying to read that. I'm going to put three times through or something yeah. like that, you know? Mm-hmm. And there was one part in the song where, and come inside where Bob completely stops and then, you know, just comes back in. And when I was writing it, what made sense to me was to put Bob exclamation point. <laughs> yeah. So then everybody yeah. comes over the first time they're looking through the fuck does Bob exclamation point mean? <laughs> so then it came to like everybody would be like Bob, Bob, you know. And then there was uh, Barry White, yeah. which you know, and come inside. I do the real low voice, yeah. which is definitely me. Nothing, no, produced electronically. It's my voice. Um, it's, it's 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 really easy to do. It's not a big deal. My register goes really low. Um, but uh, on on the note cards, it said Barry White. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the song on the album, I do like a what I would relate to a James Brown type thing. So on the note cards, it said James in Brown. parentheses James Brown. James Brown. Yep. So then they come over and like, what the fuck's Barry White and what's James Brown? Like you guys don't know who those people are. They're really famous. Like, <laughs> why are they on the note cards? I'm not sure why. But like I said, I read things differently as everybody oh, does, yeah. and I write mm-hmm. things down differently. It's just like with the bars thing. I don't know what he was talking about. I don't know how to count bars out. Mm-hmm. I probably should, but I don't. Yeah. 
I know that I'm going to play this three times through. As long as you guys know that this is the first chord, this is the last chord, that's one times through, two more times, <laughs> next three, we're all right. Do, do, do. I mean, everybody's do, do, different, do, you know? Everybody's do, different. Do, do. I, I, a lot of the stuff that, like, my solos and stuff are off of vocal cues. Like, if, if our vocalist yeah. is taking a break thir- during a song, I won't hit those because it's all vocal cues. Well, with I your guys' band, is anybody else singing? No, well, we, we, I sing part of that. So what you're like saying is no. <laughs> we, we do backing stuff, yeah. but our bassist always forgets in practice to do it. He only does it live. Yeah. And I'll try to do it, but if I don't have his vocal cues to feed off of and hear him, then I'm not going well, to be see, able to sing it right. Live, <clears throat> I'm the only one that sings. Mm-hmm. On the record, Warren had sang back up on one, one song. Burgoo, yeah. I that was the only one you sang back up on. And when he brought to my attention, like, hey, let me try I'm like, well, I got a harmonizer pedal, Warren. We don't need you to do that. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how that's going to sound. I've never heard you sing it before. And he went in there and he's like, well, this is what should happen. And he cut it. And I'm like, all right, sounds good. Mm-hmm. So now I got to get two microphones in front of Warren, one for his saxophone and one, one when he sings. Because you know? <laughs> he'll like he'll sing sometimes with his instrument mic and where it's set level wise, you can't really hear him that well. So that's another thing that I've talked to him about is getting another microphone that way he can sing. And not only that, but Warren's got a great voice. So there's some songs like the Jethro Tall stuff that we've tried one time on the that from just somebody saying, well, you've got a flute, play Jethro Tall, you know, play Jethro Tall. That way he can put a microphone in front of his face and sing. So the owner of the bar sang it and yeah. really bad. He sang it for a second off, key, off he mic, might be off listening mic to and I was this. like, oh, that sounds pretty good. And then we did it and it was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he might be listening to this. It sounded yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Sounded, yeah. It, yeah, he was pretty <laughs> good. Um, it but, incredible. And that's it another, was incredible. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> but, that, but that's a big, big part of, mm. of who we are is Josh's ability with looping and with harmony pedals. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, you know, it makes the band sound really full for a four Excuse piece me. but it's but it's more than that it's it's part of our uh of our thing mm-hmm. you know and so again the looping and the and the harmonizer it, it's part of the josh Folmsby crooked root sound i think yeah and i think if there was anything to describe it to or related to it would be inc credible or inc yeah. readable <laughs> i thought you're gonna say icp I was yeah like, icp oh, yeah insane clown posse um but brian recently was like he had said that I was a, a gearhead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I joined the band. N- no. <laughs> well, no. I, I am, essentially. But. When, I, when I joined the band, you know, he said to me, he says, now you may look over, you know, before my first show, he said, you may look over and you may hear me singing, but I'm not there. Okay, okay. He's, he's, I'm yeah. in the bathroom. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I thought he's a looper. When I, then, so the first time I showed up, I noticed he had just this huge pile of pedals and effects and all this. And mm-hmm. I thought, oh, great, here we go. There's a guy that has like about a million and one pedals, and he'll use one, one of them. them. Yeah. And But no, that was the thing that, that struck mm-hmm. me right off was the fact that, yeah, he uses them. He has them, and he uses them. Yeah. So that's that's what I meant by you being a, being a gearhead. Well, like, and, but I would <clears> never, <throat> ever, ever think of myself as a... Gearhead or a pedal head, I've or never anything thought like about that. you like that, honestly. Yeah, Even exactly. I've seen your setup. But, well, yeah. And at one point, there was seven mm-hmm. or eight different pedals in front of me. Recently, mm-hmm. I Evan Farrell, you know Evan. Yeah. He had sold me a Line Six M13, which is a processed effects board for guitars, and it's got reverbs and delays and distortions and modulations and all these things. So I went from hooking seven pedals up a night. To only running that, my vocal processor, and a looper. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. much easier. I don't have to worry about messing with everything. If something's wrong, I have less things to try to identify what's uh, wrong, what, what's, you know. It's 
and I I use <laughs> Warren when we sound check. He'll be like, oh, so you're going to play through all of your effects here before we go. And so I'm like, i got to get the volume levels right because there is three, six, nine, there's 12 different effects at any given point. I can change the scene is what it's called and do a whole different thing of effects. But I've got 12 in front of me that I can use. If one of them's too loud or too soft, then it, you know, you go right into it. Yeah. That's how I look at it. It needs <laughs> That's to be the right. Reason, uh, I have only his acoustic in my monitor mm-hmm. because it gets really wild. I can't hear nothing. I mean, I'm oh, a yeah. really good lead <laughs> guitar player. But, but I can hear, as long as I can hear his acoustic, mm-hmm. I know where we're at. Yep. And if I don't know where we're at, we're screwed. Oh, you're screwed. And oh, that's yeah. another thing that I praise Bob so much for, being able to play live in a band with four different guys doing four different things and him being able to play to a loop. That right there is – I don't play drums, but – He's got to listen because if he doesn't listen to what I have looped, we get lost. Mm-hmm. And he does that so well. He's done it since day one so well. I've gotten a lot better with a looper pedal. I'm sure he could attest to that. <laughs> when we first got together to be like that, you know, the timing would be off. And with those looper pedals, that you've used them before. Oh, I hate them. I, well, I but you have to be, oh, it has perfectly to be perfect. on time because yep. if it's not, you get lost. And there are some times where we get lost. We'll get yep. lost. Yep. Or Warren will go to solo, and I'm preparing to do my solo, and I'll loop something, and then I hear it, and I'm like, yep, that's not right. And then I cut <laughs> it off and do it again, you know. But – He's he's really, really good at being able to play to that loop. And sometimes I'll look back, and he can't really do a whole lot different when that loop's on. He's kind of got to play the same thing. I get frustrated. Exactly. That's where I was going with that, Bob. Don't you worry. <laughs> I'll look back, and Warren's just taking a four-minute sax or flute solo, and then I've taken an 18-minute guitar solo, and Bob's just back there going, same thing for 30, <laughs> 37 minutes. And I just look back and I'm like, Bob, that's incredible. Incredible. In- incredible. And you I know, really... I don't get to hear what everybody hears out there because I yeah. don't really hear nothing. Yeah. <clears throat> I get an opportunity to listen to stuff after the fact sometimes. This man right here plays some of the most awesome bass lines. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Uh, you're too No, nice. really, yeah. man. I'm not, I'm not kissing up to you or nothing. I mean, seriously, he does. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. There's yeah. so much love yeah. in this room. Man. Oh, the yeah. tongue, <laughs> the tongue. Bri- Brian's. There work. really is, though. I mean, that's that you. I mean, you hit that right on the head. There is. It, it is like Warren said earlier. It's like a marriage. It's like we're brother. Brian said it's like prison. I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what that's like. I could ask some people what that's hey, like. Okay. Don't drop the soap. <laughs> don't drop the soap. If you if you cut me out of the mix, I will shiv your. Or ass. in my case, don't drop the pick. You know. <laughs> that's why I've got the little pick holder on my mic stand. That went. Don't have to bend over in the middle of stuff, but uh, it, it, it there really is. I mean, there is so much love between us, um, you know. And not to bring it up again, even though my name's on the band, and you know they Brian will say boss all the time or call me boss, and <laughs> and uh, I, Warren's probably done it before, and so is Brian or Brian Bob. Um, I don't feel that way. I don't feel like I am the leader like I, I think that we all together lead this band. I I'm out front, I'm doing the singing, I'm you know, the name's on it, but it's all of us together. It's our product. It's not ours. Yeah, these songs that we recorded I wrote as far as the lyrics and the guitar stuff goes, but they all added their piece to it. So therefore it's not my song mm-hmm. anymore. It's all of our songs. So it, it's it's love and I wouldn't you know I, without really feeling this I mean, 
passionate for the lack of a better word, not to make it sound like we really love each other, but I, I wouldn't, I would just, you know, if there was, that wasn't there, I'd be like, Hey, thanks for adding your guys part, but they're my songs. Mm-hmm. No, I don't right. feel like that yeah, because it's all of us working together to, for the greater good, for putting out something that we're all proud of, that we all can say, you know, 20, 30 years, you know, two years down the road that we can listen back to that and know that we put all of our heads together to come up with something that we're proud of. Yeah. And passionate's a good word because it doesn't seem like you guys have too much in common other than music. No, no. <laughs> no. So no this we is don't. what brings you together. For mm-hmm. instance, you and Josiah and I, wrestling fans, right? Big wrestling fans. Warren, I'll bring up wrestling to him. He'll just be like, oh, God. <laughs> it's like Bob man. used to be into wrestling, you know, and, and you know, I can have conversations, you know, and, and being older bob knows a lot of the older wrestlers you know he'll bring up the von erics and stuff like that i i am knowledgeable so i know i talked to warren about this stuff and he's like shoot me in the face please <laughs> you know i was telling him about AEW, and he's like oh okay yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah the okay. root beer yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a root beer isn't it yeah, yeah exactly. but, you know with him saying that these guys get talking about movie stuff shit i don't know nothing well, <laughs> and it's the same way there are there are those little things that we have in common for instance brian is very very knowledgeable about history Warren is knowledgeable about history himself. I exactly. He shakes his hand half and half. Brian, Brian yeah. is very, very, very intelligent when it comes to things like that. Thank you, and, Fairmont State. Woo! <laughs> and they'll start talking about history, and I'm like, okay, sure. But and that, then, but that's you know, that's the M word isn't isn't the the easiest uh, word amongst the four of us. But for some of us, it is ma- marriage. Yeah. But oh. but that's yeah. But that's it's not all. It's not all. Never, never ever ever again. <laughs> all all his exes live in Texas. <laughs> but but no, no one lives up here. But honestly, right? It's like it's so it's so um, parallel to a good marriage. I mean, mm. you're gonna have. This this soul and essence place where you come together completely, and yet you know, well, in that case, there's different genders going on there. But you're just you know, you have multi 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 interests, right? And you mm-hmm. come together very strongly and passionately on one thing. Like we'll talk about our music loves. We'll we'll come together. We love mm-hmm. a, a particular band, and then you, we can't, you and I especially. Yeah, and then we but then yeah. we despise. You know, there are things that I love that you despise, and mm-hmm. that's and there's things that we hate equally very strongly. Yeah. <laughs> And that's the best part when I'm yeah. like, man, I really hate this. And Warren's like, you know what? I hate this too. <laughs> you know? well, yeah, no, that's that's exactly successful relationships mm-hmm. are all about yeah. that. You oh, know? Yeah, and with definitely. you talking about marriage, what he's essentially saying is if by chance I would ever get a divorce, I could move in with him. <laughs> <laughs> and his his wife, Christine, would sleep on the couch and I could sleep in bed. You know? <laughs> I don't know. I live under the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and I mean, you know, we've said it multiple times. That's, that's what it is. And for... To me, you can be successful and not be as tight and as friendly and as close as we are. But like I said earlier, it makes it that much more enjoyable Mm. because we're having fun on stage. We can look at each other and say, yeah, that sounded good. Or Warren will take a solo and Brian and I will look at each other. And, you know, there'll be some times where Brian doesn't know I'm watching. I'm, I'm peeping Tommen on him. And uh, (laughs) Warren will be playing a solo and I can just look at Brian and Brian's like, into it yeah. yeah and obviously i'm into it as well but it's it's yeah. being able to look and and see that everybody's enjoying what mm-hmm. they're doing it's, it's it's again it's like that story that warren told about when we watched we were sitting in awe of watching bob's drum solo mm-hmm. i think there's been a time where every one of us has been 
just blown out of our socks by what the other guy in the band is doing at that mm-hmm. time. You know, Bob's doing a hell of a drum solo. Warren's doing a hell of a flute solo. You know, Josh's in the middle of a guitar solo. You'll never hear that about the about the bass player. But <laughs> but, but these three guys, you know, these three guys are fantastic. And bass it's just, player's hair looks great today. <laughs> oh my God, he's using volumizer again. Uh, uh, Brian's <laughs> really good at carrying equipment. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of the yeah. night. Yeah. yeah. It's like carrying <laughs> groceries. Gets it all in one go. Yeah. Yeah, my, my first job out of high school was being a human pack animal, so I figured... <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's, yeah. it's funny yeah. because as a musician who owns a lot of equipment, I don't know if you use like if you have your PA that you use for the band, no, but but my my, my PA is, yeah my yeah. PA that we use is what comes with me, mm. you know the PA the guitars the lights <laughs> the board every the cables. Mm. Bob's got his drum set that he brings. Brian's got his bass his bass amp. Warren's got you know monitor mic stand mics saxes flutes. Flute. Um, I see these memes on Facebook, and it'll be like, you'll see a picture, and it'll see, like it's just a guy standing there where everybody else is loading equipment, and it'll say, "Oh, look, the vocalist. This is what he does when everybody else is loading their equipment." And it's like, nope, doesn't work like that for nope, me. Not nope, for you guys. No, nope, nope, nope. And, and like, it does. <laughs> with Bob, 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 and I usually, you know, race each other to the show. Yeah. We're usually always there two hours early, mm-hmm. um, and you know, most of the time Bob will be there already set up or damn near close to being set up before I get there, or sometimes I'll get there before him and I'll have everything set up, and it works out great that way. Because then we're not stepping on each other, trying to. Oh, is my story boring you, Mister Yawner? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very much. So we're not stepping on each other, setting up. You know, mm. Bob's the, usually the first one there, and Bob's usually the first one gone. He when that music's over with, he leaves halfway through the final song. Yeah, <laughs> when, when, when the night is over with, he, and he we're loops not playing that last drum beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got my looper pedal hook up to Bob's drum set. So you can when that when that final song is over with, and we're finished for the night, Bob doesn't play any damn games. Bob's tore down, and he is gone, and he's out of there. Money's in his hand. Most times I, t- or sometimes I can leave it on his dresser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not that cheap. No, come on. <laughs> I'm not that cheap. No, you are very expensive, Bob. Um, but he's there. He comes early. He sets, he comes early. Uh, he, he barely, barely, barely ever comes late. Um, but does he come inside? He satisfies yeah. us all. I don't know if that's he comes too, inside. Usually no, it's that's dark. Just dust. That <laughs> just dust. Oh, God. But as you can see, we have fun when we get together, and you know, um, he, he's there. He's there early. He he doesn't stay late because he grabs the stuff and he's out of there. Um, and it, it's amazing to me because Bob's drum set isn't a three piece kit, you know. Only at uh, golf course. Yeah, right. sweet tees. Yeah, <laughs> when you're playing uh, a, a, a rack tom, a floor tom, no, and, I don't or, even have a floor tom. Yeah, a rack tom, a <laughs> snare, and a, and a kick, and that's it. You know. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes it calls for Bob Haffer to bring his sub and his kick mics and his overhead mics, and he's got a lot more stuff. But nine times out of ten, he's still out of there before anybody mm-hmm. else is. And there's sometimes I'm 26, but I feel like I'm 170. Like, I just feel like at any given moment, the wind's going to blow and I'm going to fall apart. <laughs> These guys are all rolling their eyes it at you. It gets yeah. worse. Oh, I know it does. <laughs> but ask Warren, Warren and I, when we went to the studio, we stayed in a hotel room together. Nothing funny happened. But <laughs> ask him. It was him, all serious. Yeah. <laughs> just a lot of dust. It was a lot of love. A lot of dust. Is what it was. A lot of dust. <laughs> but uh, he, and he rides with me to shows a lot of times. He knows how much I complain about how bad I feel. And another thing that goes to Bob. Bob is 
Close to three times my age. 64. Yeah, close. I can't do math very well, but it's close. It's somewhere <laughs> in the ballpark. If I'm half as good a shape as what Bob's in when I'm his his age, I will be a happy, happy camper. <laughs> but you happy, don't happy. see the aftermath of what I go through the rest of the Cleaning week. Cleaning up after you no, come inside. Right. Bob, you're, you're 78 now. No. Yeah. Three times his age, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't he hardly, isn't good at math. I can't, hardly walk. <laughs> I can't hardly walk the rest of the week because i got to prepare for the next show. Right. Yeah. I'm not good at math, but when it comes to paying you guys, I'll make sure that I'm real good at math. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to tell, uh, I think, a funny story. When I, when I started with Josh, there was a tenor sax, and there was a flute. Really hadn't played the flute, you know, much at all. Okay, I'll go back to that. And then, you know, I'll get, I should get an alto sax. Oh, I can't hear myself. I, I need a monitor. Well, you know what? I, I need a stand for the monitor, don't I? Oh, you know what? This monitor is compatible with a subwoofer. Uh, I could use that if I do, you know, solo uh, smooth jazz gigs. Um, okay. And so now my and the little, vocal processor and a vocal processor <laughs> and my my room I have no room in my little office you know the, the, this office used to just revolve around a computer and a monitor mm-hmm. and a sax and now I've got this ridiculous amount of equipment and I have no room in there. Welcome to my world. Mm. My wife is constantly like, Josh, can you move your goddamn equipment? I can't get out the front door. No, I can't. That needs to be where I'm lazy. I don't want to carry stuff from the basement. That's where it's going to stay. And I, it's like, you know, Brian said that I'm a gearhead, essentially. And I don't want to be a gearhead, but there's so many things out there nowadays that I think that, hey, if I can add that to the band, that'll make our sound that much bigger or that much better. I don't want to buy them, but... And then I guess we, as a gearhead, I buy them, you know? And then we have the cat, what I call the cat ladies of the band. Yeah. Brian is the cat lady yeah. of basses, and Bob is the cat lady of drum kits. Uh, they just, joke as they, well. They just, just can't stop buying them. <laughs> and I'm like, as you can imagine, I've used the word anal. I've used, we've used obsessive <laughs> and perfectionistic, and I'm also a minimalist. Yeah. I can't yeah. stand We're really having anal. more than one <laughs> of anything, you know? God forbid I would have... Two tenor saxes or two stands, you know, but uh, but you need it. Some stuff mm. you do need. Well, the yeah. set I played on the on the recording, I put all new drum heads on. I mean, it's a nice kit. Brought it home. It's in the closet, and that's where that drum set's going to stay mm-hmm. until we play something really, really nice. Yeah. And then I'll bring it out. Mm-hmm. I have drums for every stage. You know, I, the drums are in his basement. That's rehearsal. Yeah. And I have drums for the fighting clubs, and you know, on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the ones where Brad Pitt's at. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. We're not supposed to talk about those. No. Chicken oh, wire? Yeah. yeah. So. But no, and it's, when he says cat lady, he is not joking when it comes to Bob. Bob buys drum sets like. It's going out of style. <laughs> like, what's going on, That's Bob? Oh, I just bought either. another drum set, you know? <laughs> yeah. What'd you do like, this week, Bob? Well, I bought 15 drum sets, but it's okay. sold them for triple the price, <laughs> right, right, right. and then bought three more drum sets to replace that. <laughs> and I got a basement plum full. Really? And it's like, yeah. Bob, what successful band are you playing with that you're getting all this <laughs> yeah. money? Because it's not from us. Jesus. Well, that's where I get the money from selling. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, I, I got a cartel down in Mexico. <laughs> he he, he signs all the drum sets and sells them. Yeah, drum flipping is the new He's like, well, as many sticks as I break, I'm endorsed by the stick company, so they're just like sending me free shit, and then I sell them. Don't tell them about it, though. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, if anything is to be said, we have a great time doing what we do, and there's some times where, you know, you, you get ready to go to a show, and you look in the mirror, and you're like, man, 
I really don't want to go play this show right now. But you get there, there you get to chatting, you get on stage, you start the set, and then everything is kosher. Everything is the way it should be. Speaking of great time, I know you guys are a jam band. You guys are going to go four hours on this podcast. You're having so much fun. <laughs> well, so if you, you got somewhere to be, Jason. No, I'm yeah. just saying. Well, I've, it's I mean, hot I've, in I've here. Got a, yeah. I've got my music video so shooting. Have you learned your oh, yeah, Facebook page? Minutes. Selfless since, plug over there. Since Sorry, last year. After Atlas, check us out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is Facebook.com slash The Crooked Roots. Okay, you've learned it from last podcast. I yeah. listen. He's like, I don't know. What, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's was not the, very many foams bees out there. That was before we recorded a CD started selling t-shirts now and got serious. So you're going, I'm, I'm loving it. My view here beside you, Daniel, is his pad, Josh's pad. And what has he got up? T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, he's going to the garment district. He's going to the well, you know, somebody recorded Almost Cut My Hair when we played at Sweet Tea's. And I had it Are on. you familiar with Almost Cut My Hair? Mm-mm. You should be because yeah. it's a fantastic yeah. Yeah. freaking I had it on my truck. It's like 17 minutes long. Crosby, mm-hmm. Stills, and Nash. I had okay. it on in my truck, and there was guys I was working with, and they come around, and they're like, who's that? I didn't say anything. And uh, after it was all over, I said, well, that's the band I play in. Well, how long did y'all rehearse that? We never rehearsed that song. <laughs> yeah, that was one of those songs yeah. where we were like, hey, let's, let's try, try this. Yep. And some of the shit that these guys were doing, Right. It's I'm impressive. You, I mean, I really. mean it's <laughs> it, but like I Thank said earlier, Bob. it makes yeah. me. It, it, you know, everybody talks so highly of each other in this band, except Brian. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you really are too uh, too self-deprecating. It's, it's, it's so, sickening. It's so it's very. Sickening. Oh, I'm but, the self-deprecating one. <laughs> but, but, self-lubricating. But I mean, all that too. Yes. Self- you know, it's all about perception, right? And and mm-hmm. being your own worst critic. I mean, I. Le- le- Leave many a gig thinking I suck tonight, man. I real, I, I, you know. And most of the times you're right. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but you know, you want to just be right in the moment. And mm-hmm. the nature of improv, you know, unless you're just a phenomenal player, which you know I'm not. Uh, you, you you fail, you know. You, you you make you make errors, and you you wish you did things better. But but then you know when we're on, when we're on, we're we're on. Man. Yeah, it's, I, it's I tell people, I say we can light it's a room, incredible. we can light a room on fire if people are attentive and oh, listening. Can, which unfortunately in a lot of clubs, people yeah. are dead and not listening mm-hmm. and are too lazy to put their two hands together to speech. clap. Even speech, speech, <laughs> speech. Yeah. Um, but seriously, you know, um, I guess I forgot where I was going with that. What was I? What was I saying? <laughs> Make it burn up the day. Oh, about yeah, it. But, yeah. Really, I just want to say I appreciate you boys coming out and playing for us. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about burning it down. But I, but I do say, I mean, honestly, I say this band can light a room on fire if they let us do that. Well, I was playing uh, Come Inside for my best friend, which he owns the now I work for. But he didn't know it was us, and I'm playing, and he's like, Who's that? I saw well, this, this is Josh and I, and the band. Well, how long did it take you all to learn that song? I mean, how long did you rehearse it before you recorded it? I didn't want to tell him we only did it twice. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny how many people ask you, and I said it earlier, like with Jamie telling me what his opinion of or what Ghost of You meant to, to him. It's funny how many people come up beside you or come up beside you. It's funny how many people come There's so many people me. coming inside um, me. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and they'll be like, is, is come inside an innuendo? Um is it that difficult to tell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. listen to the lyrics. Yeah. It's literally, it's. I wrote that song about a diner, and they had really good pie there. <laughs> Cherry usually is what it is. Sometimes you know, apple, maybe a peach. I don't know. Hmm. But 
I wanted to go get a pie and they were closed and I couldn't come inside. You know? That's kind of what I was You know what the most did. important thing about come inside is? Is wrapping it up. <laughs> Before you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, it depends. When you're anal like Warren is, then you're all good. Oh, the it's puns. A, the puns. Oh, the humanity. And, and if you can't tell, like I said, we have fun, but it's a lot of busting balls, too. Yeah. yeah. You know, literally. <laughs> when you come inside, your balls are busted. Oh, and, God. And um, we've gone to the explicit part of the podcast. Yeah. Now. Yeah. <laughs> For you children out there, make sure your parents are okay with you listening to this. Um, I, I, you know, I, I just. I am so grateful to be able to play with such incredible musicians. Incredible, and <laughs> that's when that word really means something to me. Yeah. You know, I just—it's I, a, a word that I use a lot, but I really mean incredible when I say us. Warren just said he's not a great player. Every person that's listened to the freaking album that I've sent to EP um, that, I've, <laughs> that I've sent to them, EP. wow. Where the hell did you find that sax player at? Well, understand. I mean, I don't know about your natures. I compare myself to the best, mm -hmm. you know, and I know I can do some things very well, but I know, I've, you know I have many failings when we're talking about, the, you know, the great jazz players in particular, which I don't know how you feel about jazz. I mean, to me, it's the great humbler. Too it's, many it's, notes. It's, <laughs> but it's the genre, <laughs> yeah. but it's the genre of genres to me. Mm -hmm. That's the great humbler of the legitimate player. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so, you know, that's who I'm going to, that's who I'm going to compare myself to. And I tell everybody, you know, again, if you look at the thank you, I, you know, I thank Geezer Butler. I would say, you know, I got really big into Black Sabbath, you know, 30-odd years ago when I first started playing bass or however long it was. And I say, you know, Geezer Butler inspired me how to play bass. And Geezer Butler taught me to play bass, but I am nowhere near his level. Mm -hmm. So, again, like Warren said, you just keep comparing yourself to that to that idol or that person you put on a, pe uh, on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. And I think every musician everywhere does that yep. in, in some shape should. or form. Oh, or, yeah. or should, or should. Or should. Because yes. that only makes you, I think, want to be better at what Absolutely. you do. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. me being a, a Jimi Hendrix guy, I mean, that was the reason I picked up a guitar ever to mm -hmm. play that and, and uh, uh, Daniel Bonner. Um, <laughs> I mean, no, but all joking aside, Hendrix is the mecca of guitar players to me. I think the man reinvented the guitar. I know that there's certain people in this band that would probably disagree with me, Warren. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I just, Hendrix is... Is the best to me. That's the reason I started playing. And to compare myself to what I think is the greatest guitar player in the world is not easy because I'm never going to be Jimi Hendrix. Mm -hmm. But I think that's a good thing. Why do I want to sound like what I enjoy so much? Why wouldn't I want to go out and try to make our yeah. my own sound? Yeah, and I think yeah. I think that's what we do with this band. Yeah. We all have our own sound, and collectively, it's like making a cake. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, too much of that. That's not right. Let's cut that out. Let's add what we should, the right amount of this to make the perfect cake. We're not perfect, but at the end of the day, if we're happy with what we put out as a product, that's what we want to do. We want to make people happy. Mm -hmm. And by coming inside, you do that. Um, sometimes. <laughs> well, it depends. Yeah. It depends yeah, on what no, the end hey, result hey, is. Hey, no, don't be talking about depends. <laughs> all, jokes to, all jokes aside, though, I, I, I really think that Come Inside has grown to be a really good song. And, mm. and I joke about it so much because I'm so proud of that song, especially because it just started as an idea and then it grew into something that was and it now changed, a song. And it changed a lot. Oh, it changed a lot. Yeah. I, I found an old recording that I'd sent to Homegrown Hysteria, WCLG, two years ago with me just recording it by myself 
just acoustic guitar and vocals and it's not the same song mm-hmm. the song that i recorded last time we were here it's not the same song mm-hmm. it's completely different that's the beauty of collaboration right you know you get you know a homegrown west virginia boy and an older funk disco uh you know player from new york and a guy that did the texas you know country club scene that's buddy miles uh influence and and a guy who loves metal and grew up with metal played metal you put that all together and you got this amazing soup now you know with a whole a whole new thing cake soup tomato yeah josh plays a lot of stuff that i grew up with you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. all the stuff that he's playing yeah, we were there when it came out. Yeah, you know, and that's because my, in my opinion, music meant something <clears throat> differently than what it meant. Oh, you yeah, know, was, now compared to then, it was mm-hmm. it was crafted. Now it's just produced. Yeah, well, Over some of it. I just think that there's so much out there mm-hmm. nowadays that you really have to look hard to so find much. something that you can like, appreciate. Mm-hmm. This band has one thing that's very important: is heart. Mm-hmm. We yep. we play from right here. Yep. I'm serious. We do. Yeah, absolutely. And where's right here for all the listeners? The heart. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's my heart. We're, we're on the doll. Uh, yeah. We're but, on the, please on the doll. That's, that's, after, plums. that's after I take my heart pill. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, God. <laughs> all right. So I'd love to talk all day. We've gone almost two hours now. But I do have. Has it been two hours? hours. Yeah. yeah. Hour and 45 minutes yeah. so far, yeah. Well, Nicely um, done. Well, who, but might as well round it out to even two hours, you know. Yeah. Josiah, what have you been doing? Like? <laughs> <laughs> You've been playing tambourine for who, us for a while. for this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are charged by the hour. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's time is money. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah thanks, guys. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's good. Good. Yeah. You know, I appreciate it. We, we've done it once already with Brian and I. And I, I've been telling you for a long time, hey, We've got a new member. The band is different, and just so happened that recently we released this this album, and you know, giving us a platform to be able to not only talk about ourselves and to be comical at points, but at the end of the day, to get out what we are proud of is is very much appreciative. I think your message said, "I have someone way better than Brian to bring this time." Is what it exactly is said. Yes, right? that is exactly <laughs> what. And if he didn't send that, then he should have. <laughs> well, and, and as you can tell, Warren and I are very vocal on things and brian talks a little bit bob kind of just does what he's got to do and it's exactly i run around with musicians <laughs> what bob does is exactly what he needs to do and it's needed and he he doesn't feel the need to to slouch he, he does what's needed to be done and he might not talk a lot but you come see us play you'll understand why he's in this band yeah mm-hmm. and just thanks for you know letting us uh, have a voice today because again mm-hmm. we talked about the din there's so much uh content out there today and uh just being able to to reach your listeners and talk about the band is uh a great thing so thank you yeah, yeah and no yeah, facebook.com slash the crooked roots mm-hmm. i do know it this time you can <laughs> buy our <laughs> album online iTunes, Spotify. Yeah, well, you can buy the actual, uh, yeah, off CD Baby. Baby, And they have a store, so it's just like a Spotify or iTunes. Mm -hmm. Go there, type our name in, you'll be able to pull it up and buy it offline if you would like that. The CDs, physical copies, should be in within a month or two after um, we officially uh, record or release this. Um, And you can find the album, the EP, whatever you want to call it, on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, uh, Amazon. It, it's out there everywhere you, you should be able to find it most places if you can't find it on one you can it's definitely for sure on youtube and you don't have to pay for that yeah so you go find it on youtube <laughs> just stream it a lot so they get money and for it as, yeah, yeah so. and as jed asked the last time is there you guys have recordings out there no we don't but now we do now you do now we yep. do yep. and you're doing more shirt pre-orders right 
Oh, yes. So yes. this is going to be out like not too long after mm, we recorded Yeah, it, so, so I mean, and, and the thing is, is, is as any band that does merchandise, I think that you need to have a stockpile of things. That way you have options as a, as a consumer. You want to go and buy a T-shirt from some band that you like. I don't want you to just have, hey, we got black. Would you like that one? Mm-hmm. You know, what size do you need? Um, we'll have a lot of two X's and three X's because I'm a fat man and <laughs> I like to have my own shirt. So mm-hmm. I buy, you know, extras for me that I wear on stage, you know, whatever. You're that guy. Yeah, I'm <laughs> that guy. I don't care. I'm, proud of, I'm proud of what we have. I'm proud yeah. of our product. So to me, not wearing it would make it look like I'm not proud of what we've done. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, big shout out to Ashley um, Ice for doing the T-shirts for us. We appreciate that big time. Um, she designed the T-shirt for us. She essentially designed the album cover for the album. Mm-hmm. Lance Coker is the one that did the original drawing of the face that's on the T-shirt. So, you know, thanks to them. Um, but, yeah, we're doing T-shirt pre-orders. I'm going to try to stockpile as many as we have. That way we have different options and different colors, things like that. But if somebody wants a T-shirt specifically the way that they want it, um, <laughs> you know, they can always pre-order one and, you know, we can get their size, get the color that they would like and, have it form the way that they want it instead of them having to say, well, you have black, we'll take black. So just message you on your Facebook page? Yeah, message me on the Facebook page, which is officially facebook.com slash the Crooked Roots. <laughs> or message me, uh, you know, personally on my Facebook page. That works as well. Um, you know, we want to make people happy. So, you know, if you would like to pre-order one the way that you want it, definitely. That would make us happy in yeah, turn. Exactly. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a symbiotic relationship. I mean, sooner we've got men's, women's, yeah. unisex. We've got V-necks. Deep we've V's. Got, yeah, deep deep V's. V's. Deep V's. Well, I'd like to Try say blend. something. Tri-blend. Oh. To, to everybody that might be listening, if you want us in your neighborhood, we'll be coming if your money is good. Oh, yeah. Bob. <laughs> That's a you good way to end that it. You can delete that if yeah. you want to. Delete that if you want to. Oh, Bob. Ending, Before we officially shut this down, yeah, I mean, I, gonna... I think we want to release a song on the podcast, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that before we wrapped it up. So what song do uh, that's going to be played here in a, a couple seconds? Well, the, the real question is, is, is which one is it, guys? Well, um, I, I, I kind of like that idea, Bob. He likes that idea. I do. Burgoo? Well, then I guess the song that I you'll be hearing you. sooner rather than later would be Burgoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're still listening to this three-hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But wait, there's more. Yeah. yeah. Or right, it would so. be the song. Thank, thank you. We hey, appreciate yeah. it so yeah, much. Man. Hey, thanks everyone out there that was listening, and yeah. uh, thanks you guys for you know giving us a yeah, voice. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks for being a friend, Daniel. More mm-hmm. importantly than you know giving me a platform to do this, you yeah. know, not to say that you're doing me any favor because we're friends, but you know we appreciate it giving us a platform to be able to talk. And thanks for being there throughout the years and. It's no problem. Coming Thank inside as much as you have. <laughs> Always coming. Josiah. Always coming. Yes, I'm still here. What? Thank you, man. We, we don't know each other the best, but. I you mean, know. you text me like every day. I got to <laughs> mute you. And you I have me? to say thanks to Josh for keeping me around for a yeah. year, year and change. Yeah. So. Not, not much longer. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I don't want another text in a couple months. Be like, hey, we changed a member. Can we yeah. come back <laughs> on the show again? <laughs> We've got a, a robot playing bass guitar now. He's got a lot to say. I don't no, know, man. That's the second or third time you mentioned that in his podcast. Yeah. Should I be looking for uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm getting a looper for my drum, so I can get <laughs> All those piss breaks just got a lot easier. No, but in all seriousness, thank you, man. We, we appreciate it very much. Um, the most sober rhythm section yeah. in, in, in music right yeah. here. Really 
and as nice as to say it as possible, go buy our stuff, please. Mm-hmm. We need it. No, I'm just, but seriously, <laughs> we hope that I'll you buy our them, album yeah. and, and you support us and you like what you hear. Um, and, and, you know, T-shirts, we'll have more things in the future that we'll be coming out with for you to, to buy and support us with as well. But, you know, to anybody and everybody that's supported us through the years, we thank them, you know, for letting us do what we want to do and the thing that we enjoy so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Right, thank mm-hmm. you for your time. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you for your time. <laughs> and that's it. Just ain't no place like Purdue. We're 